Tracy, <clears throat> why are you choosing now to crawl down from the tower of boxes? Make me wonder what it is you're trying to do. When I hit the record button, why are you doing that? Did you hit the record button? Apparently, yeah, she knew. She knew it was like I was gonna focus on exclusively not her, and she's like, "Time to be a cat." Anyway, hello, welcome to the Spook Show, Season Three, Episode Seven, which is Bad Bitches Month, as picked by Kettle last month. And once again, I come, I come to you, Sans monologue. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just like ramble for a minute. Um, so bad bitches, huh? Yeah. All right, Kelly, Kelly, you're the one who put us into this mess. Why? What? What is the definition of bad? Like, I think we came up with kind of a general definition. But I'm curious yeah, I mean, it's, to like, because uh... it, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard it's, to it's... like easily define. So to me, it's a uh, it's it's a strong female character, but who is also like, I guess in in a horror movie sense, like kind of violent and kicks a lot of ass. Right. So it's like you you follow them throughout their story, and uh, and yeah, it, they just kind of overcome all the things that come their way in just kind of a I don't know I guess a hard ass manner of like yeah I can handle this and. Uh, I don't know, stroll on through. I mean, The Hunt is the perfect example, which we'll talk about right, later, yeah. you know, in my opinion. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's one of the... Because you suggested it, and I'm like, yeah, that's perfect, and I feel like I had a sense of, like, what you meant, which is probably why my mind immediately went to The Hunt. I yeah. clearly but... had no... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um... But it's, it's. I'll talk about why I understand that though, Nafe. Like why. I feel yeah. I I feel I. Yeah. So Rosemary's Baby is like the antithesis of what I would have picked, but I still think it's an interesting inclusion. And I'll um, explain myself like once. Yeah. I do it, as especially since you're familiar with the book and everything like that, so I'm sure you've got like deeper yeah. lore. Well, it's not even deeper <clears throat> lore. Uh. uh and I'll get into it when we get into the movie, but yeah, they, I I love the movie. We're just gonna. Oh, many uh, people do. I mean, it's regarded a classic. So I just it's comfy. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> but, maybe yeah. for you. Uh, but it, it's interesting because, like, you know, another like kind of way you could take it would be like, you know, final girls month. But to me, like, that's not even necessarily like, like a bad bitch could be the final girl, but it could just not at all. Like, like I feel like there's variance between yeah. those two specific terms. Yeah. At least in my mind, like what I thought. Well, yeah, because you could be a final girl, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're the baddest bitch of the whole group. Right. Yeah, sometimes you might just get by on luck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought it was an interesting. One. I don't know if if the title of the show or of the or of the episode as it goes up on Spotify is gonna be called "Bad Bitches" because I don't know oh, what kind that's of fine. censorship policy yes. they it's have. The, it's probably the I can't just put the word "bitches" in the title and it'll be. You okay can. With that. You can. Oh, look. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. In that case, it'll go in un uncensored because I have no problem with it. I have an idea. Hardcore ladies and but hardcore ladies. ladies. Por pornographic sense, but like Par parenthetically not pornography. Uh, but this is, this show is not about pornography. Hard ass, hard -ass ladies this month. You know. Hard ass ladies. Somehow that 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 sounds worse. Yeah, no. I'm if 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 Spotify <laughs> if Spotify allows us. Yeah. Yeah, Spotify allows <laughs> bitches, so I'm just gonna put bad bitches and, like, assume oh, that yeah. people right. know. Well, you can also put show notes in your Spotify Oh, um, yeah, I, I, and, podcast, I, and so. I do. I do, yeah. so. So if they don't know off of the title, there you go. Yeah, and who knows, maybe this is, like, the controversial episode title that'll launch the show into stardom. For no, about, the only about, way that about six hours before it immediately c words. <laughs> don't, don't fucking tempt me. <laughs> I mean, I no, dare no, you, no. but like, no. that's just me. No, probably best not to. I feel like bitch is a better word than cunt. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, more palatable. I'll get. I'll give you more palatable. Called, I would rather be called a bitch than a cunt. I own bitch. That's fair. <laughs> so. That's fair. Uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. That there's your conglomeration. <laughs> there's the group monologue. Yeah, the general idea. Yeah, the group mm. monologue. I feel like that's a good introduction. So, um. Rosemary's Baby, which is Nephi's pick. My pick was Rosemary's Baby from 1968. Um, it is no secret that I am a huge fan of the 60s at the moment, especially with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of spurring that look into it. And then now I'm just kind of slowly meandering my way through media and pop culture of that century, or of that century, of that decade. Um, so... When Baddest Bitches came to came up, um, Rosemary's ma Baby came to mind, not because she kicked ass, per se, in a conventional way, but she did, she, she was a more relatable badass bitch, if that makes any sense. She did the best she could with what she had. Um, she fought to keep her sanity she fought to protect her child and i mean at the end it doesn't matter but like she fought to do <clears throat> that woman got raped in a gangbang in a yeah. satanic ritual and she kept going yeah and she kept getting white or she kept getting um gaslit and all of her friends kept dying because like it, she is a badass bitch. She just didn't punch anyone. Yeah. And that that was um, the appreciation I found, like, watching it. Like, there's there's more than one way to be a badass, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the ability to, you know, throw a punch. Mm. Sometimes it's about what you can endure and not potentially turn into a monster yourself in that moment now when the child is born i have no clue what's going to go on with the little demon spawn child i have no clue what she's going to do 
there's a movie that came out in 76 that might answer that question. I don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen the uh, the sequel. Yeah. Which I believe is I called Look What's Happened to Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, that, I, I, that, I, yeah. I have not heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I think I believe it was a TV film, so uh it it may not be the best. The that and the fact that no one ever talks about it really, I don't think. Um But yeah, that was Oh god. My good lord. Um no, I completely forgot about some trivia that I wrote down, but I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, that was, because like when you initially picked it, I was like, I don't know how well that fits the theme. But like when I was watching it, re-watching it, because this is like the third time I've seen it. Mm -hmm. um, That was basically my takeaway, where it's just like, it, it's not the typical, like what my head goes to for the theme, but it still really does apply, but it takes it in such a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but considering the fact that everyone around her who she should be trusting is, like, flat out lying to her, on top of, you know, being in excruciating pain, on top of being drugged, mm -hmm. and she's still kind of pushing through all that, and then, and then especially for me, like, like, the end, um, cause, again, I, I assume you could probably interpret the end, like, any number of different ways but for me the ending is is her coming to a decision of um kind of like i don't care if about like how this this baby was created i don't care about all these weird satanist freaks that's my baby so yeah. i'm gonna play along with these fuckers but i'm gonna raise my baby and quite possibly, I might also find a way to kill all y'all motherfuckers at some point. Like, like that—that's—that's that's quiet rage that I see in her at the very end. Of so it's interesting. That's, yeah. Well, that's how I saw it, at least. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the, at the end, it actually is a, a demon child. Yeah, it's straight up uh, a yeah. demon child. Yeah, it's it's straight up it, it, uh, a demon child, and uh, unfortunately, the end of the uh, the end of the book, um, from what I recall, uh, does not end quite so dominantly. Mm -hmm. um, she is just she goes into that it's it's my child, I will love it. That yeah. kind of yeah, she goes into that. Not so much the I'm gonna murder everyone, but she's just like I'm probably extrapolating on the I'm gonna kill all y'all motherfuckers because like that's yeah. what I want her to do. Yeah. So I may be projecting but... a little bit on that, but at the very <laughs> least, the, like to me, at the very least, it seems very clear that she's like, I don't give a shit about any of this weird satanic bullshit. I don't care that the baby is half demon. That's my baby, and I'm gonna. I'm going to protect my baby. And I'm going to raise my baby. Whether or not I raise my baby to eat all these fuckers that fucked with me. Well, maybe the sequel, like, delivers on that. I doubt it, but maybe it does. That's that's my happy extended ending for, for this movie. <laughs> yeah. She looked like she conceded to me. Like, I could that, see yeah. that. And honestly, too. like, I, 
I watched this movie a few times before watching it for Spook Show. In fact, I watched this movie last year around the same time, actually. <laughs> Some streaming network that I was like, oh, Rosemary's Baby, let's watch it. And hmm. I legit at the end was expecting murder with that knife at the end because right. it was it, Rosemary's Baby is a story not unlike the yellow wallpaper. I don't know if any of you read that. I read that in literary school where uh, this woman is being yeah. gaslit and she's kept in the attic. Yeah, I've heard yeah. the name. Yeah, it's very much that, but baby, satanic baby involved. And mm. I think, like, I was going to say in the beginning, like, I could see why um, it might be considered that she's a badass or because it's highly regarded as a big feminist movie, but I don't think it's regarded uh a feminist movie in the way that you might think of that right off the bat like it's basically why feminism needed to start because she was so dismissed because she was so gaslit because she's so codependent on her husband um and and these people around her in her community to help her and i i think that derives from the speculate the speculation of how women were in this era that wasn't so long ago um and considering the current climate still are gaslit dismissed and codependent um and made to believe they're out of their minds for trying to take a stance but ultimately they're repressed so i think that like she's by default a badass for having gone through it but by a standard of badass women i expect what Kettle was describing in the beginning. And I expect more from someone who's trying to like instinct instinctively protect her child no matter what that child would become. Because how like for the most part, I was like, the money you took was a lot of money. Take that money. <laughs> Assume everybody's in on it. Get your cute pixie cup, baby have an ass, far away from John Lennon's old digs as possible, because that was John <laughs> Lennon's house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and don't trust any fucking person, because they're probably all in it, and after you're Satan's child, so get the hell out of there. Raise your demon baby elsewhere. And um, one last thing, too, on why I was kind of like, well, badass women, like as far as what they were depicting as witches like witches were an idol of what feminism should be free wild you know making your own decisions taking your own accountability strong don't need no man <laughs> like that sort of thing and they were put at the stake and they just kind of perpetuated that that whole stigma and i was like eh. i mean if it was a highly feminist movie itself they should have put them in a better light because that might have made for some badass by my standards but that was my take on it because i just she gave in at the end to me i was like wait what are you doing what are you doing don't stay in the house with that baby and these bad people go <laughs> go don't give in don't give in well i mean shit, I fight your way out of it <laughs> sometimes it gets hard i get it's that's why i think i love it so that's much. life <laughs> It is, but 
when you fight something that hard and that fast, like, I don't know, sometimes some people's, like, ability to fight stuff like that, it, it's just, it's, it's relatable is what it is. Is is it's you're stuck in a situation and everywhere you turn, everything is against you. So you're doing the best you can with what you have. And I don't feel that her conceding at the end is is necessarily like it's not a good thing, don't get me wrong, but it's also it's 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 life. It's what it is. There are countless people that unfortunately, yeah, she has that whack of money, but like, where's she going to go? She doesn't know. She doesn't know anything outside of that. She doesn't know where to go. She could go out there with her baby. I think that perpetuates, I think that thought, that line of thought of where can she go? Anywhere. Because I think that line of thought kind of puts her back into that box of, well, she's a woman. She doesn't know where to go. No, so she can't in general, <laughs> i mean a, in general a human being i'm not even talking about gender you have well you were talking go. about her and i'm talking about yeah. her as well you said well she what was she gonna do she didn't know so what so what <laughs> like she could have gone somewhere she could it doesn't i think that kind of puts someone in a box and saying they can't do something because they don't know you can you just have to get out of your comfort zone and go do it um and that that's where i'm coming from when i say like i she could have done a lot more to get herself out of that situation to just take the baby and run do it to your dying breath that's your child don't let cultists have it <laughs> well see and that's why my again how, how i saw what i mean i i can easily be interpreted as a concession and just giving in or giving up Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I I saw it as a concession with uh with asterisk attached of her yeah. like finally at the very end she she knows she was right all along and she knows what she's up against and in order to deal with it and and potentially beat it she has to at least um put on the illusion that she's willing to play along mm-hmm. in order to now be being fully aware of it, being fully kind of on the inner circle, at least to some degree and, and to a much bigger degree than she has been the entire goddamn movie. Um, being able to now trace out weaknesses and openings. Cause she did, she prior to that, she did try the, the I don't know what I'm going to do, so I'm just going to run method. And it, and it very quickly led to her winding up right back even tighter into their clutches. So I think That's that was what her worried about with your getting, getting, getting wise to it and realizing like, okay, I can't just run. I tried it. It didn't work. So now, and also now the baby doesn't, isn't, you know, conveniently, you know, inside my body. <clears throat> they have it, and also that was a room full of people, so one untrained woman with a knife, one, tra- one trained person with a knife, quite frankly, is even with all those old fuckers, is probably not going to be able to slice and dice their way to a baby, and then also out of 
an entire huge apartment complex with a good degree of success. I'm not saying it's impossible, but like the chances of success. He almost did it. <laughs> the chances of success unlikely. At least, you know, in regards of like also making sure that the baby is safe. So I think I and think I that was that was more or less like okay I'm I'm gonna play I'm gonna seem to play along but she's there for the baby and the I'm minute not. she sees the option of getting out of there she's going to or fucking them over or training demon baby to go well, eat some faces I mean, or this whatever is this is all conjecture obviously that, yeah this is I all conjecture I was just gonna say speculating speculating on what might have happened afterward I think that that would have just ended up putting her in the same position she is now even tighter because she tried to run away okay now she's duped us and she hasn't been taking her medicine because it's not like they're stupid either um now we've really got to watch her, especially with this baby that we're supposed to be worshipping. So if we're talking about speculation, I don't think at this point she would have ever gotten out of it. And that's the reason why she conceded. But as a character herself, I think she was a character to portray how oppressed these women were um, and still can be. Uh, but does that necessarily make her a badass? I mean for having lived through it yeah her actions afterward nah she could have done more in my opinion but again conjecture <laughs> yeah well then to yeah, keep it's, herself it's... from getting to that situation of giving up like i i can only say that if i had what was that in the 70s she had grabbed a hundred dollars in the 70s that would have gotten you far and a new apartment Get right. on a bus, girl. Go. <laughs> well, at that Get point, the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point though, like she was in a room full of them, and the and the baby was being closely guarded. Right. I mean, it was it was still um. It was still a pretty pretty decent like movie otherwise. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I'd say I cuz again, this is the third time I've seen it. And I don't remember particularly enjoying it like the first couple of watches. I was just kind of bored with it. Um I probably enjoyed it more this time than the other two times. I do still think it's it's a bit long. Um, yeah, there are a bit areas slow. Where... It could, like, I appreciate how well they stuck with the movie, or with the book, honestly. Right. Um, but, yeah, there, there are certain parts, the, 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 the filmography, though, and, like, the, uh, camera, camera. Oh, it's beautifully shot. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I just didn't realize, like, when they talk about certain scenes that he had set up, and, um, and you, I actually watch it, and I'm just like, oh, they, that is amazing. You're right. That sets up exactly what he wanted it to in regards to like that long shot of her coming down the hallway when she was mm -hmm. passing out. Like there are so many good shots in that, in that movie. Yeah, now. no, it's, it's, 
it's an incredibly well-made movie. Like, I can't, like, on a technical level, like, I can't give it any grief. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it's very well shot, it's very well acted. Um, like, so, all, and all the technical aspects, I think it's very well made. Yeah. What did Kettle think about it? Kettle's been eerily oh, silent. Oh, boy. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Great Balls of Fire? I mean, yeah. Sort of, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's... Oh, man, I really did not like this movie. Yeah. Um, it... I mean, it, it. it's already one of those things, like, for me, I'm not real into that age of movies, like, 60s, 70s type of stuff. Like, right. I'm already not real into it. To what you're to what you were saying, it's kind of long, it's kind of slow, and and I don't think that she's particularly bad in any sort, or maybe not any sort of way. Listening to your guys' takes on it made me appreciate maybe that a little bit. Like I can see where you're coming from, but hmm. to me it was kind of it kind of felt like she was just entirely going along with everybody all the time. Like when there's when there's that thing, it's like oh. I'm pregnant, and and then the the uh, neighbors are like, "Oh, well, we're gonna make you go to this other doctor." I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself! <laughs> I have a doctor. Right? <laughs> yeah, I will continue to see my doctor. I don't want to drink your like weird smoothies, <laughs> like it. Oh man, and it's yeah, nasty like, looking smoothies too. Yeah, they yeah, what they, if, look, they look really like, gritty. What if, like, what if what if Alan Pastora was like, here's a smoothie, would you drink that? No, because I'd be like, <laughs> stick to tacos, my man. Taco burrito filling. Yeah, yeah. No taco so, I mean, smoothies. Yeah, it's, it's it yeah, it was it was just a lot of that. Like, I mean yeah. like, I can I can kinda see where you guys are coming from, but yeah, it was it was just kinda long. I don't much care for that era of movies. It kind of felt like not a lot happened. Like, uh, well, I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and she's seen it before, and she also doesn't much care for it. And she kind of described the, like the entire movie is just like, well, something's wrong with my baby, huh? Weird. And then like just bit weird in it. Yeah. Bit weird in it. Yeah. And I feel like that was my initial takeaway from the, like, I don't know, like, I guess having, like, going into it, having seen it a couple of times previous, I'm, I'm like, well, I know what this is going to be, so, like, may, maybe in some fashion, like, one, paying attention to it maybe a little bit more closely because Spook Show, and also having to, like, count all the little things, and, and then secondarily kind of, like, being aware of, like, what it's going to be. Like, I was a little bit more desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th this um, was a first viewing for me. But, yeah, I remember my initial watch, like, that's basically, like, what you're describing was my thoughts the initial time through, where I'm just like, fucking seriously? It's just like, fucking do something! Yeah, now that said... I just, I rail against this type of, like, being this type of person as a woman... So much that I don't know. She just leaves me a distaste in my mouth. She's just too much of a wilt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I can see that too. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like people see it as a classic. I think, like for the time, like I'm sure if if I saw this in 1968, like you know, it'd be a whole different thing. And that's why, right. like, I feel like with some of these, like, it's it's harder for me to appreciate, aside from the fact that I just don't much care for the style of that era. 
Mm. Like, because I, I like kind of stuff from the 50s and that whole uh, type of thing. But that's really the exception. Anything earlier than, like, the 80s that's, I guess, not the 50s, I'm kind of like, uh, uh, Right, you know? yeah. It, it just doesn't do much for me. And, yeah, it, at, like, two hours and 15 minutes, it's like, It's man. long. Yeah, it's yeah. a long flick. I forgot yeah. it was that long until I put it on. I'm like, fuck me, it's like almost two and a half hours long. Like, holy clear, shit. Clear your schedule. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's yeah, kind of my, my rants against it. Like, I, I, can, I can appreciate your guys' points, so, like, I, I enjoy hearing, you know, the the alternative view. But, yeah, for me, it was just kind of, it yeah. was kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Could you imagine? All right, let's put, let's put me. <laughs> Let's put me in Rosemary's place for a second, as if, but, uh, could you imagine my husband being full of shame instead of concern for me, like, when <laughs> I went to a mental hospital because he's fucking gaslighting me? <laughs> could you imagine? I'd be so pissed. Like, get the fuck? You did this to me. <laughs> You you got me into this cult, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, always discuss entering into a cult with your significant other before <laughs> entering into the cult. Because who knows? They might be in it. Like, this is the Breaking Bad situation all over again. Like, if you just talk to Skylar and be like, hey, I'm thinking of creating a meth empire, she might have been into it. She was just pissed off because she found out after the fact. And she's like, well, here's some mess I gotta deal with. <laughs> like, so, like, if he, if he had just been like, hey, hey, dear, our kooky, our kooky old neighbors are, like, Satanists. And well, they, you, and they got you... a plan to make me famous. Are you in? Like, we might have to give them a demon baby. Like, that you might have to, like, be impregnated with. Like, are you are you cool with that? Like, just, you know, do do the flyby. Like, see, like, gauge it. Like, hypothetically speaking, if I got really rich and famous, would you be okay with renting out your uterus for nine months and then, like, not having to worry about the demon spawn at all? Is that cool with you? No? Okay, well, we're totally not doing that. <laughs> well, even, it was even like could again like could you imagine me coming home with a pixie cut and my husband going you paid for that i'd be like you want me to pay up your ass because that's what we're gonna do next or the doctor going i thought you weren't gonna read books ectopic pregnancy Puh. <laughs> I'm going to another doctor. Thank you very much. Like, get the fuck out of here. These men, man, I could not have lived in this time. I would have I would have been in jail. I would have been in a mental asylum, being locked up, being told I was crazy and getting electrotherapy treatment straight to the zaps in my brain. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I get, I get the relatableness to her. And again, why people call this, or regardless, a highly feminist movie and book, because, you know, the lead woman is portraying something that readily happened in a lot of households. But <coughs> the whole reason it doesn't happen quote unquote as readily is because when we're like, all right, I had enough of that shit. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, a safe probably <clears throat> summation is, is probably, you know, it, 
more or less probably it's not aged well. So and the fact that it's, how I feel. it's it's like over forty years old, like almost fifty years old. Like, yeah. Or wait, hold on. Am I am I doing the math right? Is seventies. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. So how many years is that? Like, it's got to be at least forty, right? Yeah, because forty would have been two thousand and eight. Fifty-four, or yeah, fifty-four. Fifty-four. Yeah, a movie that's over half a century old, like it probably doesn't hit the same now as 46. it did five no. decades tried, ago. They it. I did. I did see something. Another thing called Rosemary's Baby. I didn't know if it was a remake, but it, it was a remake. Apparently, I don't know. It must curious, must be because I've never even heard. I didn't even know they remade it. <clears throat> so it must have sucked like, again that might have been the one that i i had watched and there was a lot more murder to it but i Maybe. swear it was rosemary's but i don't know you know what if lupita you're not really in it for me this month <laughs> you <laughs> try really hard <laughs> <clears throat> all right i'm biased I'm biased viewership i get it <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> But yeah, Rosemary, it didn't, the only thing I gave it was favorite poster. I do love that poster. Yeah, that poster is pretty badass. Mm. Yeah. It is. I had a hard time choosing posters this time. Mm -hmm. I, I had a I bit of a trick, but it was really between two things and, and two posters. And it, from the look of it, everybody else gave the my, my runner-up poster the vote. So <laughs> it was between this and us for favorite poster. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's that's all that's all I got from me. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Rosemary's uh, Baby got uh, it shared scariest movie with us for me. Um, it shared most quotable, and I don't know why. I think I I I have you was just like giving it was straight, it straight up giving it Rosemary's Baby. Like, it wasn't a tie. Unless I've got it written down. No, no, it wasn't a tie. Most Quotable wasn't a tie. I can't remember why. Honestly, at this point, I think with Most Quotable, I couldn't figure out which one you guys would actually quote the most. <laughs> I mean, I have one. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I... I legitimately... My brain is, like, not working all the way. But, um... And then I gave it favorite music, because I do like the score a lot. It actually... The music was really good. Mm -hmm. Like I, th I think, I think Rosemary's Baby might have been runner-up for favorite music for me. Yeah, uh, and then it shared favorite SFX with us, uh, for me. And the reason was just simply because I like. Yes, I will admit, like the, the film is dated in certain aspects, but right, like, the film angles were breathtaking, and it was beautiful. Like, yeah. For me, personally, like, I just enjoyed the camera angles and whatnot. So that's, that's kind of, I guess, what I take into consideration with SFX for myself. Um, mm -hmm. And then it got surprisingly most entertaining. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I just zoned into it and it was comfy for me in a weird way. Like not, That's the know, thing. Like, not yeah. the subject matter was great. It's just, like, I, I don't... I don't know. Just like the way that they talk, the the fuzziness of the film, it just it gets me. 
Well, I, I mean, manner. that that's kind of the thing. Like, I feel like this is the sort of movie that if if you're into the vibe, like you're gonna love it. Like, like it strikes me as the type of movie that you're either gonna completely fall in love with it, or you're kind of gonna be bored or frustrated with it. <laughs> like, I don't feel like this is the sort of movie that there's a middle ground. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree with that, yeah. Where, like, if it if it hits you right, you're just like, oh, this is a fucking masterpiece, and everybody else is gonna be like, I don't get it. Also, it pisses me off. <laughs> um. But, yeah, that, w- that was all the votes for Rosemary's Baby in categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I suppose we can move on to... They both came out in 2019, and this is how fucked my head has been. Like, I, I could have looked up which one came out first in the year. I didn't. So we're going alphabetically, which means next up yeah, is... Yeah, I went alphabetically. Yeah, next up is uh, Kettle's Pick, Little Monsters. Yeah, taking a, a turn from the horribly depressing to kind of lighthearted, <laughs> but still really violent. Um, yeah, th- this is another one. I've I've seen this one before. Kind of a cute, fun little horror comedy, but also with like, yeah, kind of the still having the badass lady angle. Uh, I really I really enjoy this one. Like, it's just kind of a uh, I don't know, fun, comfy horror comedy. Like, I really enjoy the char- like all the characters. Especially Teddy McGiggle, he is something else. Like <laughs> that man, <laughs> kind of kind of a sociopath, but at the same time, it's like he's funny. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. when he's just talking about like fucking all the kids' moms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just just all in all, like a really, I guess, fun kind of movie. You're rooting for the for everybody all along and it has you know the redemption arc of the the lovable loser protagonist like it just just a kind of a lot of i guess tropes that i enjoy along with being pretty lighthearted and also having uh i think some absolutely fantastic practical effects especially for as like small of Uh a budget movie as it was because it was just like a like a little it was like a hulu uh exclusive movie like i did see that yeah yeah it was just like a it was like an australian hulu movie (laughs) Or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, so all those combined, like, I think it put together a really nice little entertaining package that, uh, yeah, I I will happily watch this one again in the future, because it's just, it's just really fun overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I feel like this is the one, this is, this is the one I'm gonna come down on the, on the opposite side of, as everyone else on, where, like, I wanted to like it, and there were parts that I did enjoy, but by and large, like, I just wasn't that into it. And I was, like, a little annoyed that I wasn't that because I should have been. It, kind of, it, gave, it gave me vibes of, like, back when we watched, um, what was it, From Beyond, where I'm like, I should enjoy this, but there's just some, and, and a lot of it, there, there are bits of it that I, that I do really enjoy, but there's just something, like, off that is just, like, disconnected me and like i i struggled so hard with like trying to figure out like what it was that was like kind of kind of irritating me about the movie and like why it wasn't landing the way that you know clearly they wanted and and clearly it should have um and like the only thing i come down to was like one like 
there was there was just something weird for me there was just something weirdly off about like the comedy like the movie was funny up until the zombies showed up to me mm-hmm. and and then everything after that like just the delivery or or the way it was filmed or the way it was directed like there were jokes but they weren't they were just kind of like thrown at you and they didn't really pay off the way or they they didn't really land the way that like cuz again I watch a movie like this and immediately for better or worse my mind is going to start drawing comparisons to like Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. cuz it's basically in the same very niche subgenre of, of zombie romantic comedy like that that's the the weird subgenre that this is in and the only other one that I can think of is Shaun of the Dead, which so not, now is not that probably fair. explains why I like this movie so much. Right. Because I see those parallels and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's just a little different, but I like but, it. But, but it's not fair to this movie, really, because Shaun of the Dead is like an undisputed like masterpiece and Edgar Wright is like yeah. an incredible um, visual and comedic director. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one... I, I well, put it straight, quite frankly, this one felt like a made-for-Hulu low-budget film, trying oh, to copy. Fair. You can certainly Shaun tell of that it's Dead. lower budget. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but it, but it felt a lot more just by the numbers and like no, not as much like creative inspiration um, in the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, cause like there was like a little bit, like the one thing that I, that I distinctly remember that I remember being, being like, well, that could have been funny, but you just kind of threw it in there was the, uh, was, um, what's, what's Josh Gad's character's name? Uh, Mr. Giggles or uh, whatever? Is that, is that Mr. Giggles or yeah. whatever? Eddie McGiggle? Yeah, McGiggles. yeah, McGiggles. Okay, so so like when he starts pulling out all the empty like mini bottles of booze from his jacket, I'm like that would have been hilarious if at any point earlier in the movie we had seen him chugging them, like if they had like hinted or even like kind of like set up the joke of him being an alcoholic instead of just being like, well, he's. He's a children's performer who's an absolute scumbag and, and miserable with life, so clearly he's also an alcoholic. Um, like, it jumped to the end of the joke, like the payoff of the joke, which is he's out of many bottles of liquor and has to then start drinking other stuff, which is funny, but, like, without that setup for me, like, it just, I was just like, wait, where did this come from? Like, why is he just randomly just pulling out little... Well, yeah, like it's easy to like make the because because it's such a such a um, predictable stereotype that it's easy to like make the connection and be like, oh, well, of course, but it just didn't land very well for me Um, that and there was never like I never really felt like um, anyone was ever really in danger. Because for the majority of the movie, the zombies are just kind of standing there. Hmm. I will. I let me let me touch on that before we switch yeah. that subject because it landed for me because I feel like he was put there to promote the difference between what was the main guy's name? I can't remember now. Nick. Uh, Dave. 
Dairy? No, that's Dairy. No, that's 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 uh that's uh that's uh, uh Letter Kenny. Sorry. It's, it's whatever. Dave. I got that. I got that. <laughs> okay, so he was put there primarily as like kind of like a a promotion of what Dave came from and right. was now turning into thanks to um thanks to Lupita's character because because right. <laughs> he totally like she turned his whole life around from day one and that's kind of where this dude was at he was getting drunk he was um screwing around and just no job but not, but not, not actually screwing around that was the girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no 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 he yeah. made he was like he was mean, very, like he yeah wanted. just just you just you scroll around too much yeah no i get i get your yeah. meaning i'm just i'm just pointing pointing out like he was not the one actually screwing anyone else right. that, that was but the like, girlfriend but like he was definitely different than he is now and yeah. this guy is kind of like that only with a little bit more power because he just happened to luck into this entertainment world of children and that got him a lot of money and a lot of moms. <laughs> <laughs> he did dip his wick in a lot of milf pussy, it's true. Yeah. So, so it was already kind of set up, it just wasn't the character that set it up to me. And right. that's why it landed. Like, this movie, I love this movie, Up and Down. When the zombies showed up, I omegalulled. <laughs> and then Lupita in general, general was like, well, okay, change of plan. Anytime something happened and she just had a way to weave in and out of things and situations. That, that was the thing I right. loved like, so much was just how, yeah, like the ingenuity and the like, because even there was that part where she's like, I'm terrified, but I have to let the kids think that the adults are in control. And it's like, right. holy shit, like, yeah, that's, that's some badassery right there. Yeah. yeah. The and way I... she just kind of turns and makes it still seem comfortable. Like, she's hugging him, but she's also got something pointy in his side. And she's like, <laughs> listen, these children are the most important thing to me, and I'll kill you. <laughs> like, yeah, and I can see the chart. And honestly, like, pre-zombies showing up, I was having a lot of fun with them. Like, the whole scene with him getting his nephew... To dress up like Darth Vader and pretend to be Darth Vader to go try and win his girl. Like, that whole scene was incredible. I fucking loved that, that scene. That was really cute. Um, it was. So, so and beyond that, even past the point where it was, like, kind of starting to lose me. Like, I can see the charm. Like, there, there is. Like, it's a charming little flick. It's just, like, it wasn't charming me necessarily for and, and like and the like for probably like the last half of the movie i was like this isn't charming me it should be why not like i was i was angry with myself you know what i mean or i'm just like this should be fucking hilarious and charming but it's just like not la it's not like i i'm not enjoying it but it's just not landing the way that i feel like it should be it just kind of is existing so like i kind of just like got in my own head and i was like trying to like self-analyze like why it was like may maybe part of it is just that i i to be fair i think this is maybe only the second movie and movie is in quotes because the other movie i can think of that i know him from is an animated film but like maybe i'm just not a fan of josh gad 
Like, Josh Gad came across to me in this movie as, like, a weird hybrid between Jack Black and Ryan Reynolds, and he didn't really pull off either I, I, yeah, either I replication like I can that see much. That. But at the same time, like, there were little moments with him that I'm like, he could be good if he wasn't trying to be someone else, like, the whole time. Mm-hmm. But... It, like like his like when uh, when he when he's in child performer mode like he I was just like is that like I know it's not because I've read the cast list and like I have eyes but I'm like that could be Jack Black and then when he gets into like I fucked a lot of moms <laughs> mode I'm just like you're trying to do like the 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 off the cuff like awkward. Um, of like not offensive, but kind of offensive humor of like a Ryan Reynolds, but Ryan Reynolds can pull it off because Ryan Reynolds has charisma and charm, <laughs> and and Josh Gad is unfortunately Josh Gad. I'm sorry if Josh Gad ever listens to this. I'm sure you're a wonderful dude. I'm critiquing the performance, not the person. Um, and I have very limited limited exposure to your work as an actor but but like one of them was frozen and you know that's probably not a fair assessment because that's an yeah you shouldn't go animated it's an animated snowman and i preferred tangled um so i didn't really like frozen and then this one which is probably you know to be fair you probably didn't bring your a game for the hulu original movie i'm willing to i'm willing to extend him that olive branch um but yeah, I hated him. <laughs> okay, I'm not alone. Thank fuck, I'm not alone in that. <laughs> um, well, I like I enjoyed his annoyingness, but I understand that he was completely just like an annoying prick. Yeah, so, like, but to me, it just kind of clicked. Just like, you know, your whole thing of just like, oh, the alcohol bottles. I'm like, oh yeah, he's out of alcohol. Like. We, we we saw it definitely saw it differently. Like I can see where you're coming from where like right. that additional setup would have made it better, but in the moment I'm still just kinda like, haha, yeah, he's out of booze. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe maybe I expect too much from my com I don't know. I've never anal- I like I've analyzed Ooh. way more horror movies than I have comedy films, and I love com like comedy is probably my second favorite genre. Mm-hmm. Um it's probably between comedy and action as my second favorite genre, but, like, I don't know. So I, I'm not, my senses are not as attuned to, like, why comedy stuff doesn't work for me personally. So I I have to, like, kind of figure it out in the moment. Um, but that is nice to hear that I wasn't the only one completely just annoyed by Josh Gad's character. Random. <laughs> The moment the moment it opened with with the couple screaming at each other, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, what's going on here?" <laughs> See, I didn't hate that. Like, I kind of liked that as the opening because it was just so goofy. Just being able to do that is kind of impressive, just as an actor, honestly. Right, like, to be yelling the uh, yeah. I I assume there's a quote unquote script for that, but like right. It's but just, I don't know, it's, like, it's like, impressive to me. Like, that being, like, just, like, the through line for the opening credits with the little, like, like, mini scenes of them when they're not yelling at each other. 
interspersed between like i like i thought the opening worked really well like i was i I laughed at that like i was very amused by that oh no i just it was it wasn't so much like a oh this is gonna be a terrible movie it's right it's gonna be like oh my god how dysfunctional is this Mm -hmm. right 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 and please don't like this is funny, but please don't let this be the entire movie. Right, and it wasn't. To be <laughs> no, fair, it was not, not like no, like still like that a prick throughout like the first like seventy years of it. <laughs> I I I also got a good chuckle when he bashes the kid's head with the door. Oh my god! <laughs> That's that probably just makes me a terrible person, but I love it when <laughs> fictional children that are dicks. Yeah get comeuppance from adults yeah fictionally (laughs) um there were were two zombies by the way two zombies and change chains coming up behind lupita Mm. uh when she's headed for the bus and that was so reminiscent of michonne and if you're gonna know anything about oh yeah she and denai guerrera are very very good friends um and i wouldn't uh, have been surprised if lupita looked at her girl deny and said oh i'm putting your pet zombies in my zombie movie Let me take that. <laughs> i love her. love her i do i do really enjoy her this is like of the stuff i've seen her in this is probably this is probably my least favorite performance of her of hers that I've seen, but that's that's not an indication that it was like I thought it was a good performance. Like I, I did really enjoy her. Mm-hmm. It's just the other things that I've seen her in are so much better. You know what I mean? I liked. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, like, yeah, for sure. Um, if we're talking about like horror movies or Black Panther or something like that, I would yeah. say yes. But something about her little sunny disposition and her little sundress. That was very charming. Yeah. (laughs) And she's still singing songs to her little preschool children. Yeah. Not preschool, but her little children. Mm. Um, Her character was so dedicated to those kids. And you could see it down to, like, the very beads of sweat on her skin. Like, she puts (laughs) everything into every role she does. She puts everything. And I'm like, that intensity comes from somewhere. You're just, you're just talented. Go, girl. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why, I think that's why I was having such a struggle with, like, why isn't this, because I was, like, it's not the performances. Right. It's not even necessary. Like, whether or not I like or dislike Josh Gad, like, <laughs> it's not even so much the perfor- his performance. Like, it was it was something else. It was something, like, ephemeral that I, I couldn't really place my finger on. So, like, I had to come down with, like, it's something with the directing. Like, it's directed just and shot just so by the numbers Rather that it doesn't stand out not like have like military. it like the yeah the military subplot was a little wacky um it, and, and like if it, it felt like it was there because that's just a thing to have in like a movie like this I guess. I mean, it, feel, it feels like it was there because the zombies needed some sort of catalyst and it's just like, okay, military base, here you go. Right, but so much, well, more so the, um, like, as the military as a catalyst for the zombie outbreak, sure, 
the military then in the later stage of the movie where it's like, we're gonna bomb the children's park to get rid of the zombies? Compared to what we see from the zombies for pretty much the entirety of the movie, which is they they kind of just stand there. Yeah, These they're, fucking they're zombies don't like it's not even so much that they're slow. They don't do it. Like they have a smorgasbord of meals in an isolated building that's not, you know, really secure. But they just kind of stand outside and stare for yeah. like Maybe they couldn't really a huge the chunk of the movie. Um so they don't really do anything and, and it's not until like the very end of the movie that like uh, an explanation for that is kind of plausible like potentially posited which is for some reason the zombies like are kind of like muted by happy fun time children's songs Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't find that out until, like, the very end. Uh, and even then, that's only kind of, like, a setup for the payout of, like, them, the, the, them getting up to the military guys and being like, it's okay, just sing them a song and they'll calm down to the military guys being traditional military guys and being like, alright, kill them all! Um... (laughs) Which is, like, the laziest joke ever. Um, which is saying... Because, like, I don't think all the jokes in this were lazy. But that one was a lazy joke. Uh, I'd have to watch again to see what the zombies' reactions were anytime the kids were singing or shooting. Because that made me nervous. Because I'm trained to be nervous about zombies hearing noises. Right. <laughs> and then being attracted to that. But I feel like... And maybe I'm just pos- positing this myself now, is that they were a little bit more lucid whenever she was singing songs to them at night, or you know, I yeah, that was supposed to be a comment on how charming her character was supposed to be. That she, like, she was so charming as a teacher <laughs> and a caretaker that the zombies um, were basically just more children in her care. I mean, that they basically like she was so charming she charmed the beast <laughs> right and that, um, that goes everything. into that goes into like the classic line of like you know music soothing the angry beast like that that's just a yeah. trope that's that's a thing um, I feel like if there were another category for this particular movie it would be heartwarming horror I can see that. I can see that. Oh, that makes sense. Like heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And at the end, they were so cute at the end with their little kids in quarantine and their gray <laughs> sweatshirts and socks and everything, singing their little song and all falling asleep, and the parents were like, aww. I will say... Yeah, you did right. The, the, not the ending ending, but, like, the lead-up to the ending where the military guys are considering just, like, killing everybody until they hear the singing, I was like, 
fuck you movie for stealing the ending to Train to Busan. That movie was way better than your zombie movie, and you're not allowed to steal that. <laughs> or if you are going to steal that, you got to at least make it way funnier. You got to you got to make the 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 uh, the charming loser guy get like take a round to the shoulder or something before they figure it out. <laughs> and him like yelling at them being like what the fuck are you doing like you gotta do something more than just straight up steal the, the climax to train to Busan <laughs> alright personal opinion uh, I don't know was, that, was I the only one that, that got trained to Busan vibes off of that look bit? I can't remember I have to watch movies over and over and over and over again <laughs> because I, that, you had to remind me that I'd seen us. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I still get lines from Lord of the Rings wrong, so yeah, for me, you were. <laughs> I wasn't with you on that. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else get trained to Basan vibes off of that little segment? It it did not click with me, no. Uh, but you see where I'm coming from, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll accept that. I'll I'll accept the fact that like for some reason my encyclopedic um photographic memory for movies is not universal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh Little Monsters got nothing from me. I apologize. Whoa. Oof. Listen, here's the thing. Two movies from this month that we've not yet talked about, so I guess you could guess which ones they are, I really enjoy. So, mm -hmm. it, it was a little tough. And again, this was of the one, weirdly, of the ones that we watched um, this month, like, this was the one that, like, landed the least with me. And I'm a little upset with myself that it didn't, that, that, that it's that case, because, like, I wanted to be charmed. Uh, it's okay, Kettle, because it got comfiest for me, sleeper hit for me, favorite music, and most entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you also gave a favorite kill. Oh, yeah, favorite kill, too. Oh, yeah, I I was so happy when the giggly motherfucker when, when died. When Josh Gad died? Well, that and, oh, and just God. the way what it happened, because, like, yeah, his face yeah. ripped off. Yeah. 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 That was so That cool. was a very cool death. Like, that was Because yeah. any time they were away from the children, a gory death happened. Like, they yeah. wouldn't do that around the little kids. I mean, to promote that, the hey, little kids are in this movie, you know. It's it's kind of funny that it's a sweet kindergarten class. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, his face getting ripped off was cool. I was like, his mouth is gone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Someone shut him up. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it got, got a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I thought you were in the middle or done with your list. I wasn't sure if you were still in the middle there. Oh, I was going to explain why it got, like, sleeper hit, because I think oh, it sure. was, like, like that whole beginning. Well, first of all, I forgot Lupita was in it. Um, and then, <clears throat> like, him at the beginning, like you guys were saying, like, if I was, like, this is going to be the whole movie, then why, why is it in the badass woman category? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lupita showed up and I went, ah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, that yeah, was all. so sorry. Say, oh yeah, you're fine. Same, uh, yeah, same deal for me with the favorite kill. That was fantastic. Um, it was also the comfiest because yeah, just kind of funny, lighthearted. You know, doesn't take itself too awful serious. Uh, most quotable because I just I enjoyed a lot of just the the sarcasm and the 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 quips and the banter. I really like that mm. type of stuff. And then uh, favorite special effects because I loved the practical effects throughout the movie. I that was mm-hmm. one thing that I think it did absolutely fantastically was the, the the use of just all the zombies and yeah, Teddy McGiggles getting his face ripped off. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And that was everything for me. Uh I gave it uh other than um other than the 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 the, the, the douchebag being douchebaggy <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. Oh wait, I don't think you got to really go into detail on this movie, did you? I, I skipped okay. you, didn't I? By all means, by all means, go into detail. I mean, I didn't really have a whole bunch of other than what was our. It was just delightful to watch, honestly. Um, I other than the beginning of it and his assholery and like the fact that I'm just like, why were you ever born? Um, <laughs> God, he's just so self-centered. <laughs> it cannot. And I'm glad he changed, but um, no, it just, it was a door. I didn't really, I turned my brain off for the science. I just didn't care. I was like, I don't care that the zombies don't really zombie too, too much. <laughs> I'm all right with this. And I was like, it's cute. And then like my, honestly at the end where they were, um, they were all singing Shake It Off by Tay-Tay. <laughs> you know? I mean, can't help it. Like, it was, it, was a, it was a good little, I don't care, fun flick. Mm-hmm. Like, that A was, was pretty cool because she kicked ass. She took names. And also, it's just really cool that not only is it a female-driven lead, but she's also a black lead. So, yeah. like, double bonus points, man. <clears throat> like... And like I just I feel that there was some pretty good chemistry there. So, but it got favorite story for me because it was kind of ridiculous. And honestly, I would stay at it for a day in the life of Tiny Child Vader. Yeah, no, I love that kid. That kid was great. That that <laughs> even even past the point where like it stopped really kind of making me laugh. Like every time that kid, like the whole segment where he runs out to go get the tractor and he like does the force pull to close the gate, even though it's not you know <laughs> actually the force. It's just a zombie bumping the gate and it closes. I'm I'm like, all right, th- this is where the charm is taking effect. I love this kid. <laughs> <laughs> adorable like i'm just like yeah you you tell that you tell that gate to close like and and just where one like i think my favorite part is where he angrily storms out and leaves the kid and then he has to come back and he's like come on and he goes i am not i am vader (laughs) (laughs) oh at the at the girlfriend's apartment he's like this is the last time you'll ever see me and he closes the door and you don't see that the kid's still in the apartment but like you know he is and then they cut to the wide angle it's like the kid's just standing there yeah 
<laughs> no, I, I loved that scene. <laughs> uh, do the voice. <laughs> no, that that kid was like like that kid and his interactions with that kid were were great. Like that's where the charm really landed for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and yeah, but it got sleeper hit for me too, cause like honestly, oh. um. It was kind of it, like it. It's just it's in in where stuff is like super serious. Um, you know, it's it's kind of nice to have something cute that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense and doesn't make me have to think too hard. I can see that. Mhm. Uh, and that was yeah, that was it for me. We got two more movies to cover. We do. Mhm. And so. we're gonna continue. With us. Yeah. Okay, Which so was your like, pick. It was my pick. And again, not to gush about Lupita, but I'm going to gush about Lupita. Uh, the credit to her playing badass characters just solely goes to her being a badass herself. Um, I did find it extremely difficult to monologue this and it wasn't due to the fact that we saw her display like the most graceful and charming weaving of femininity and strength in little monsters. Uh, it's because she's packed with so many facets and takes her chips at the glass ceiling and tears down the idea that being a woman doesn't equal 2D weakness that made that difficult. Um, so <clears throat> The coolest thing that I find about her in any role is that we're seeing her legitimately become a hot commodity just for being her. And all that to say that she's just perfect for Adelaide's role. Because um, who better to pull off the undulation caused by Peel's ingenious way of forcing the audience to reform the way they think. Uh, Us is basically a master display and his chip at our social structures um, that maltreat minority classes due to fears or comfort zones and even in places of privilege uh and it's good to hear that that seems to be continuing nope i've heard lots of good stuff and kettle you kind of said it was great too huh oh yes absolutely go see it as soon as you can it's really good <laughs> <laughs> now if us stopped at social cultural norms, he would have still had an amazing movie, in my opinion. Uh, but that's a thing. He goes above and beyond. Uh, he brings our new way of thinking in to make us question our roots. And the family cannot rely on anything but basic instinctual survival methods if they want to stay alive against their greatest enemies, which are other versions of themselves. Um... <clears throat> I thoroughly enjoyed it the first time I saw it. <laughs> once I started, once, <laughs> once you I was remembered that, that you had seen it before, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The second was even uh, better. Um, one of the things that I want to point out because Lupita was the main person of this story, and again, I love her, is that she had to publicly apologize to disability groups with spasmodic dysphonia. Um, who saw her, her use of the condition as red uh, 
as stigmatizing, like a creepy character with a creepy condition was what they were trying to protect the people that this affects. And right. just to put out there, like it's a neurological disorder where the vocal cords spasm and distort the voice. Cause originally when she, when, when she was talking about why she chose that direction and why Peel encouraged her, um, is because it's brought on by trauma and she's got a character who, she's got two characters who are really really traumatized um but it's actually just a neurological disorder where the vocal cords spasm and distort the voice based on airflow and from a little bit of research on penmedicine.org i did um it causes can range from just having recently had surgery or virus or neurological disorders like parkinson's um so yeah she she did a really good job. She actually did study someone with it and her, I think it was John F. Kennedy senior who might've had, or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong president, but one of the presidents <laughs> had spasmodic uh, dysphonia. And that was kind of like her inspiration for the voice. She did apologize okay. for it though. She was like, you know, I wasn't trying to demonize it. Like I, I and, really did study it, and it was supposed to be not to make this character scarier, but to like make her more relatable to yeah, um, people in general because she's a very relatable character. Right, and like so, so this is the first I'm hearing about any of that. I did not know mm-hmm. that one that disorder existed, and two that the the speech patterns or, or the the voice of that character was inspired or by that at all um so i just took that as um she came from a world where like it seemed like the the people in the mirror tunnels i think is probably the best way of describing it is um like very nonverbal. so it, it like the reason why she was able to like have language at all is because she did not come from that world, but she grew up mm-hmm. in that world, so she had lost, um, kind of like the ability, or or she had a diminished ability to use verbal language because she came from a world where verbal language was not really a thing. That's how mm-hmm. I took it. So I didn't know that it was based on an actual condition at all. Um and I, and I definitely and I, and I, and I, yeah, by all means, but like and then and then also like so yeah, I didn't see I didn't see like that element of that character being like necessarily a not even a scary thing and certainly not like a demonizing thing it was just like an element of the character that the character um clearly struggled with speech which made sense given where the character came from like even before Mm -hmm. you know the twist it makes sense that the character would be struggling with speech because everything that we see we have seen from that side of things is nonverbal aside from like yeah. grunts and growls and shrieks 
And they um, even say, like, or she even says at one point, like, we were born special and you know it. And once you figure out what the twist is, it kind of goes along with the whole theme of um, what we do down here dictates what you do up there. And now I'm in a world that wasn't meant for me. Yeah. And I'm and that kind of why they all have scissors. It's kind of like a, a rope tightening on someone's throat like that. Yeah, um, if anything, that's what it felt like. It felt like she was being, like, trying to speak through being strangled. Like, trying to speak through being at the end of a noose. Mm -hmm, Which I didn't absolutely. consider until right now, but, like, that whole, like, the tethering and the untethering, like, that ties mm -hmm. together. As mm -hmm. far, in, at least in my mind, far, it makes far more sense in that context than it does that it... That, that it's meant to represent a, an actual neurological condition. And it wasn't a president, but it was one of the... Wait, I don't... know. wait, Robert Kennedy wasn't one of the presidents, no. No, I think... I believe, he, I, be, I believe he was a senator. I yeah, believe. okay, so it was I'm Robert F. Guess Kennedy Jr. Maybe okay. was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. a president? No, right? No, he, it, not a president. He was running for president. That. But, but then... He got killed, Mary said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, so it was that. And um, to quote what I was, uh, this was on Forbes. Um, it's a very, what, is this her? Hold on. She has also met with people with a disorder. Uh, she said, it's a very marginal group of people who suffer from this. I thought that I would offend them. The thought that I would offend them is not my intention. In my mind, I wasn't interested in vilifying or demonizing the condition. I crafted red with love and care. So much as it is in a genre-specific world, I really wanted to ground her in something that felt real. And so for all that, I say sorry to anyone I may have offended. So she's she's just... Lupita! <laughs> Yeah. She's just classy. I well, love her. Especially <laughs> especially in the full context of the movie and the twist of the movie, that the the red character, even though um is presented predominantly as a villain, is is really like probably one of the chief victims of the movie. Mm -hmm. Once you take into account the twist, like Yeah. Or or like yeah, I guess I guess victim is the right word for that, because but she you, know, is, you know what you know what I mean. Like she 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 becomes a very sympathetic character once you get to the end yes. of the movie. Like that's one of the things I love about this movie is that it com like once the twist is fully revealed, it completely, potentially completely flips your perception of the characters that you've been watching, the primary antagonist and the primary protagonist, it completely flips your perception. Well, that's of certainly it. the intent. That's certainly yeah. the intent. Like, and I think that's why Peel is such a genius because he is literally, first he starts out by doing that and then making you, well, first he starts out by making you care for the characters that he's presented yeah. so that he can set you up for, oh, hey, by the way, this is the twist. And then from that twist, he's still setting you up because now you've got to think about this in an entirely different way. You've got to go back and rewatch this movie and you've got to, he is basically 
when I say that he's taking a chip at social cultural norms, he yeah. is using his platform and his privilege as a um, strong director and a well-known person now um, to make the entertainment make you look at what's going on around you. Because if this could stop the way you were thinking about something, think about how something like that could be presented about any other problem in the social culture norms and right. the ingrained, um, you know, racism and everything like that. Like it's for minority groups all over the place. Um, right. it's, it's amazing. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's and why it, he's one of my favorite directors. Now. And, and, and above and beyond for, at least for me, above and beyond that, um, especially with this one, um, the fact that it's just a really good, compelling story with good characters, mm -hmm. like like that, like so. So, Get Out also incredible, very much like an African American story. Like that, that movie does not work if the if the main character is not a black dude. What what struck right. me what struck me as interesting with this one is that like the family in this the main family in this one easily could have been white and it could have just or or any ethnicity really like when you get right down to it it could have been any ethnicity and it would have still been impactful but it's cool because it's so rare unfortunately to see a movie of this caliber and 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 um uh. Fuck, what's, what's the, well, well, like this budget level and everything like that, um, and, and this, this, uh, level of seriousness where the main characters are all black, you, mm -hmm. e even if they don't have to be like, that's what, that's, that's one of the cool things that, that I found with this one where it's just like, they, yeah, they didn't need to be like a black family, but like, it's cool that they are. Because it, because it, because it engages in that that wider spectrum of what I love about uh, the horror genre, which is like it really doesn't fucking like that stuff matters, but not really like because the stories are so, the stories can be so universal that it doesn't matter. You can right. still relate, no matter where you come I from. You can still he, relate. I and agree it can with still you be impactful. wholeheartedly. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I also think, though, that he made this very specific to minorities. Oh, not I'm sure. Black. Uh, because, like, it, even in the very beginning, that shot where, where it pans out on all the rabbits in the cage, yeah. what color are the rabbits mostly, and what colors do you see here and there? Well, the, like primary, the primary rabbit of, you, you they start on is white, and then as it pulls out, it kind of starts blending in. Where it where there's like there's like in. blended where it's mostly white but like then then there's like the, the black and white yeah, ra like rabbits and the there's like the brown here. rabbit but there's predominantly it's, there's it's, some black and white yeah. like he's talking about minority groups you have oh, I'm all sure. these like and I'm not trying to get political or anything I'm just trying to like uh, uh, connect what he's talking about like you right. have all this white 
ethnicity around you and then you've yeah. got okay so i've got white mixed with black where do they fit in oh they're only right. in one place or maybe two places one here and then all the one on all the way down here like but what i it, oh go on such a it was such a it hit me so hard i was like but it's so subtle like those are just buttons no yeah exactly no that's <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, it's clear, like, yeah, no, there's social commentary infused within the movie, but what I, what I, it's, it's social commentary by, like, like, it reminds me of the social commentary themes of, and, and like, based on that, the, the recent Twitter bullshit that's going on that, that Peel himself responded to and said, calm down, put down, <laughs> put down the phone, bro, I, I fucking implore you, please just stop tweeting. Um, comparing him to, to, or not even comparing him to, flat out declaring Saying him the, the, the great, the greatest horror film director of all time. And like, and again, for, for my money, like, with, after Get Out, I was like, Jordan Peel is a fucking horror master. Full, full stop. Like, that, that one movie was enough for me to submit him into the horror master, I, uh, like, like lexicon for my mind. Um, but to, to run the risk of, of maybe begging him to tell me to put the microphone down, which I probably should, his, his social commentary, at least in us, reminds me of the way that um, George Romero handles social commentary. Which is, it's not in yeah. your face, but it's there. It's subtle. But it's kind of adjacent to a compelling story with compelling characters. Mm -hmm. the, the story and the characters are, are, are paramount, but there's social commentary sprinkled or layered in as well that that's there if if you want to engage with it but if you just want to enjoy it as a movie you can and that's yeah. what i appreciate about us specifically is that it's is that so it has subtle. that it has that nuance and it has that wisdom to to tell a story in that way he yeah he knows I I am so impressed by him. Like I would, I I probably would not have ranked him as my number one until I had seen, um, us. Right. Because even get out get out would have put him in my top five, and it did. Uh, and us kind of bumped him probably up to number one for me. But it's me who's sitting there going, oh, I do want to engage with all the social stuff that's in there. That's exactly, an amazing yeah. way of doing it. Congratulations, sir. Slow clap for you. <laughs> um, you're right. You're right. Like, he's just so subtle and he is such a master at doing that. That's kind of what bumped him up there. Like, wow, you hit it on the nose and you made a great movie out of it. And considering the trend that you're on with these movies that touch on these things and you making them good so more and more people see them and more and more people start questioning the way they think um good on you you seem to be using your power for good sir and i really <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> i mean I, yeah i mean and, and i'm simple I, like i'll just accept like if he keeps cranking out entertaining like solid movies I'd, like I, i'm happy 
he he went over Shyamalan for me. Now I love Shyamalan, but uh, Shyamalan is hit or miss to me. Yeah, exactly. Like it seemed like to me, like Shyam, and this may be going too much off of aesthetic, but Shyamalan to me, his movies like they were good. Whole bunch of people talked about him, and then all of a sudden he put out where this guy's just like pew pew pew, and all of them are hitting their marks. And and I'm sure you know I'll I'll save it because I'm pretty sure I've got Shyamalan on the list, and we could do Shyamalan month and. So the, I'll sum it down to, I really like Shyamalan um, as a director. Shyamalan has some weak points as a director. Oh, yeah. Um, but it seems like he has, like modern Shyamalan, has um, come to terms with those weak points, and he's he's gone back to leaning into his strengths, and I am a fan, again. Uh, right. But I'm cu- I'm curious what what <laughs> everybody else thought about us. So so Neffy and Kettle. Kettle, what'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved us. Yeah, no, th- this is a uh, a fantastic one. Um, I guess. A lot with a lot of the things you guys are talking about, but also, hey, I, it's got Tim Heidecker in it, which I, I it loved, does. Uh, it does have Heidecker. His whole, Heidecker his being whole a family. dick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With his with his tattoos, he he was a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. Um. So I, I found he used to be. be enjoyable. He used to be a piece of shit. He still kind of was. He, he, was. he was. I totally said was. Bacon. Yeah, that dude, that dude, uh, eating at Trefano's sloppy steaks. Yeah, um, I, I liked, I liked the movie's use of comedy. Like, I really love the dad of the family. Oh, I, I love know, that guy. Like, kind of like, uh, uh, his well, the dad jokes, and also the one line that like really cracked me up is like when when she's like kind of freaking out, and she's like, and he's all horny, and she's like, I, I, I want to leave. Like, I want to go, and he's just like. Where are you trying to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the whole segment where he's where he's like positioning himself himself on the bed to be sexy, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it's not sexy at all, but he thinks it is. So he's yeah. got his legs spread and he's in his bot No, that I love that scene. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So uh that that was all enjoyable. Some things I didn't fully understand and I, I feel like we're a little bit I guess you could call plot holy. Mm-hmm. Is that you know the the tethered do the whole mirroring thing, but it kind of seems to be arbitrary, I guess. Like the the real case in point is like with with the boy, right, where uh, he makes him back up into the fire, and it's like, well, why yeah. now does he make why why now does he mirror what you're doing? Like, it so really make well, he 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 managed to do that earlier in the closet. Remember. Where, like, that's how he gets to see his face for the first time, because, like, the, the tethered boy puts the ma- pulls the mask down over his face, and then he's trying to do the trick, and the tethered boy starts trying to mimic, like, the trick with yeah. his hand, and he's like, hey, wait a minute, you're doing what I'm doing, so if I pull up my mask, and then the other one pulls up the mask... 
So he figured out, and, and my theory for that, and like, I'll, I'll grant you, the movie doesn't really, like, give you an explanation for that, but my th- assumption and theory for that was because th- at least that particular uh, uh, Tethered was so young, his connection mm-hmm. to his duplicate was much stronger. Because it does, the movie definitely does set up that the people on the overworld are supposed to be controlling the um the actions and movements of the people down below yeah but if it, yeah that's the thing is like eventually they got up there and it's like okay well they, they got up not there. mirroring right well even anymore, even so. even before they got up there because there's that whole segment of her training the tethered to yeah and that was my other thing it's separately. like how you how you get all those jumpsuits and everything like right 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 <laughs> so yeah there are, there are definitely some gaps but like my my assumption with that was that he was still too young. He he hadn't yet completely managed to immunize himself from being puppeteered by his overworld double. Mm-hmm. And and the younger kid figured that out very quickly um in the closet, so then when when the whole car segment happened, he was like I got this. I I know what I I can I can solve this. I can trick him into self destruction. Uh, yeah, that and, that was and, my take. I kind of get it, but I, but I but I take your point. Like there is definitely like at, at the very least, the movie does not explicitly give you a reason as to why that is. At the yeah, very and, and, and I mean, the, I, I feel like these are kind of minor gripes because o- yeah. overall, like on the whole, it's still very entertaining and like a very interesting concept. It's just yeah, the the there's a couple points there where it's kind of like okay, that's where it falls. I feel like it falls apart a little bit. Right. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Well. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> profession um uh. <laughs> opinion thingy uh it's fucking good movie heavy shit oh, um yeah. performances be good the representation of trauma is very you know spot on good mm. job <laughs> um i really don't have anything to say that you guys haven't honestly already um peel is is amazing i adore him and i look forward to watching his newer movie um but no nah, this is just this is just heavy stuff and i don't have the brain power to properly summarize <laughs> the intensity of it yeah. Um, so layman's term, stop being assholes to each other and hug somebody or at least <laughs> them if you don't like physical touch and Fair enough. like, don't be a douche and stop judging people on the color of their skin. And God damn it. That was a lot of rabbits. There were there were quite a few rabbits. <laughs> a lot of rabbits. 
I, I, I just, I love how he, like, sets up the ending of the movie at the very start of the movie, both with, like, that opening credits thing, mm-hmm. which seems just, like, completely, like, once you get into the movie, you just completely, or at least I completely forget about that, because the movie has, like, almost next to nothing to do with that, until the very end, as well as the opening credit sequence with the cages full of rabbits. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, okay, it's it's visually weird, and the music is incredible, so... But I don't know what the fuck this has to do with anything until you get to the very, very end when it's made abundantly clear with seeing all the rabbits and seeing where the ra- like where that that wall of cages with rabbits in it came from mm-hmm. um with a slight hint in in like kind of the middle where where um i i guess the uh the double of lupita's character is named red uh is talking about having to eat rabbit raw and you're like oh the rabbits were their only food source oh shit and they yeah. couldn't even cook them. They just had to, like, rip apart rabbits and eat them. Alright. Some traumatized people. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I picked up this time watching it out was, um, the, uh, the, fuck it, uh, oh no, his name is Abraham, isn't it? Like, the, the double for the dad, the mirror double for the dad is named Abraham, isn't it? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Okay, when he's out on the boat and he hears like the shrieks from off in the distance and he like responds to them, I didn't realize until this watch through that the person he's responding to who's shrieking like I always thought the person shrieking was uh Lupita's double character. It totally isn't. It's Tim Heidecker's double character. Oh yeah. Oh. And you can almost like at least at least once I realized that I could almost picture that it's like almost a mirror of the conversation they had on the beach about the boat and the flare gun and shit. <laughs> because of course, like all, all those like experiences are doubled and mirrored down below, so of course those two would be familiar with each other from from the mirror tunnels. So of course they would interact. <laughs> Right. So that that was the Tim Heidecker uh, evil mirror double on his way to his own house, his mirror double's house to go kill himself. <laughs> probably, probably just like fucking with Abraham. Like that's probably exactly what that was. Um, which adds like a very subtle layer level of comedy to that little segment to me. Where I'm just like they're pro like like that's just the Tim Heidecker double like fucking with him, <laughs> or being kind of like oh, yeah. a, a low key dick to him. <laughs> right. I apologize. Bilbo got marries her. Uh oh. You're all good. I had to make food for everybody to get him there. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, perfect timing, because I think we we might be rounding out to the end of the, the Us discussion. 
Unless you got cool. you got yeah. more. Oh, you didn't get uh, the only thing I had was Shahadi, right, Joseph, uh, Zora, and Umbre. The gaw, her smile, and her acting. She scared the shit out of me. Was that the daughter? Uh-huh. Zora oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Umbre in particular, the um the red the tethered of Zora Yeah, the was mirror Umbre, double. And Umbre scared oh that me. yeah, oh, her her smile was just eerie as fuck. I particularly love I particularly love the bit where where um the above world daughter Zora was the Zora. above world yeah where she goes running down the street and then the mirror double comes out and gives her the head start but right before she starts chasing her she does that that eerie fucking smile but she's doing it directly. She's not doing like like she literally is breaking the fourth wall, staring directly into the camera, doing mm -hmm. the smile before running off to the side. Like the camera is not positioned in front of her. She's turning to the side and doing that, staring directly at the audience with that creepy ass smile. I love that moment. It's so She does unearthed. it when she's killed too. She does it yeah. to um to uh Adelaide. Yeah. And Oof. No, yeah, no, that it was me. incredible. Incredibly creepy performance. To the point that like I I still like I have like while watching it, I have to remind myself that it's the same actors playing both roles. Yeah. Because they feel completely different and alien. And the way it's edited is so smooth, too, where it's just like, it doesn't seem like two people playing the same role. Zora's <clears throat> a little badass, too. Beating the crap oh, out yeah, of one of the yeah. twins with the golf, <laughs> or the golf club. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh... But yeah, this one this one got a few for me. It got uh, favorites. I love the story, so it got favorite story. It got scariest because this one definitely creepiest damn movie of the bunch this month. Uh, and music, I loved. It. I love both the 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 pre, you know, like pre recorded songs on the soundtrack as well as the score. Like I love mm -hmm. the score. Yeah, the score is really good, and also I like how it's integrated in, like, specifically the scene where it's like, Ophelia, call the police, like, playing Fuck the Police by NWA. Right? Yeah, no, that, that and, like, the pre-selected songs on the soundtrack, too. It's just like, mm. yeah. And so, yeah, you have that entire long segment with just Fuck the Police playing, which is just a wonderful so segment. Um, And then also, what, what was it before that? The Beach Boys? song was Beach playing Boys, for that yeah. while, while all the really creepy shit was happening yeah and that one they're singing in the car like I got five on it's like it's about drugs like nope shut yeah. up it's, it's not about song. drugs it's just a good song yeah, yeah like so the so the song selected for the movie I, I really enjoyed as well as like the uh, the theme and like the, the score of the, so of the soundtrack I really enjoyed too yeah 
kind of says something about Peel a little bit too to have fuck the police player for so long. Like, cause that can't be public domain by now. He had to. Pay oh for no, that you pay for the rights. Of yeah. Music. Yeah. You pay well, for and the that same thing with the Beach Boys song. Your movie. Yeah. No. Any any song displayed in a movie for a long time because it started there. And then it was still going as she was walking up the stairs pretty oh, slowly. Oh, yeah, sort no, of was. That, that, that one completely, yeah, of all the songs, that one played the longest, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it tells you a little bit about who Peel is as a person, <laughs> but it's the part that got, the, or that song is the most, uh, or that got the most uh, screen time, right? so to speak. Yeah, I can see that. And also just like, and again, this is what I love about Peel as a director, because like, I'm sure there are, um, like, like, like social commentary elements to the selection of that song and the reason why it played for so long. But there's also great comedy elements and tension elements and story elements to the fact that it's playing so long. Like, it blends so smooth. And this is why I can... I'm sorry, Peel, if you're, you know, squeamish about it, but I'm comparing you to uh, uh, George Romero. Like, it feels like a George Romero thing. Where it's just like, it, uh, it works on many levels. But predominantly, it works on, like, the story level. It works on, like, just the, the base level. But if you want to go deeper, you can. I don't and... think he cares about being compared to George Romero. It's when you're just to, like when someone's trying. If to somebody was like, better "You're than better George than George Romero," he's like, "Oh no." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be to well, I mean, I don't care about better or worse. Like, like I I just love that I get to experience the movies mm-hmm. and, and and love them. So, yeah. like I said, for me, for me, it's not a competition. It's it's a family gathering. Where everybody's bringing their own special dish to the uh, banquet, and we get to just like sample and and sample or just full on gorge on every little thing that that was brought to the uh, to the party. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. Favorite story, scariest, and favorite music. That's what it got for me. Mm-hmm. Favorite story, favorite posters scariest and favorite sfx and i don't know why i didn't tie it with little monsters for favorite music but can we throw that in the mix i can do that okay because the more i thought about it i was like that was such a cute scene with them her teaching her son how to be on beat with they got five on us and that wasn't something those kids experienced before which because they kind of live in a privileged world themselves, so I Y'all would assume that they would have heard that song. <laughs> yeah. Y'all spoiled, that's the problem. That's what he said, and he was right. Yeah. But yeah, it is about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally about drugs. <laughs> like, even that was off to me, because, like, I've... As much time as I've spent around minority families especially in high school like it was weird for him not to know that song and i was like man (laughs) that's that's another social commentary and i really like it and now i'll stop talking about us let other people (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, for me, it got uh, favorite poster. Mm-hmm. It was certainly the scariest, kind of for the same reasons Boone was saying, just like, ugh. Favorite right. music, uh, as we're talking about, and overall most entertaining. Like, it's just kind of a, a fun ride from beginning to end. Yeah. Effie, you gave it some stuff. Mm-hmm. It got favorite poster for me. Um, it got scare. It shared scariest movie with Rosemary's Baby for me because a whole bunch of basically mole people coming up to overtake. <laughs> uh, just uh, and then uh, favorite SFX it got with me for Rosemary's Baby just simply because like again the cinematography. And then the like how it was edited that like yeah you're right it does feel like it's two different people but it's not right so yeah aside from those like little like I also really like the the moment and you don't realize it until the moment happens but but the Abraham character is like constantly squinting until he tries on his doubles glasses mm-hmm. but then he rejects the glasses because he doesn't like them. Because it's, it's, he's like, no, <laughs> I don't want to see clearly, <laughs> which I'm sure, like that, that's the, the thing, the thing about this, I feel like there's a lot of more, a lot more like nuance and little hints, maybe like either, you know, in, in social commentary or just in general in the story that are layered throughout that I've probably missed that would require multiple, either multiple rewatches or like a YouTube video to be like, look at all these little like Easter eggs that, that expand on things. Like it it feels like a very layered film. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. Because I feel like even this time, like, I probably noticed, like, because there's a lot of that, that, like, 11-11 coincidence type thing leading up to it. Um, Some of which that are explicitly pointed out, but I feel like there's even, there's probably even more in there that I've, I've missed, even though I've seen the movie, like, two or three times now. That, that are just kind of, like, lurking kind of in the background. Uh, that that you don't really notice until three or four times through the movie. Right. Uh, all right. So I I believe that brings us to my pick for this month, which was the Hunt from twenty twenty. Yeah. Which was just like you know earlier this year, right? It's still 2020, oh, right? It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not been two oh, years, sure. right? No. It's it's just yes. been like um, maybe a couple of months. No. Right? No? No. Fuck. Man. No, don't put me back in 2020. I don't want to have to deal with what are you, what, what are you talking about? It's basically still... It, we're just still in 2020, the extended years. Like, that's that's all this is. Like, it's it feels the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway... <laughs> the hunt. <laughs> um, which is uh, my pick. And I didn't write anything for it. But we got, we got stuff to talk about. So, so the hunt uh, should have realistically come out in 2019, 
except there were a couple of issues with that. Uh, the most predominant being, um, I mean, like, listen, like, The Hunt is a movie that, like, has controversies strapped around it, all right? Like, there's no getting around it. So, like, the reason why the release date was pushed back was because of um, mass shootings and the studio being like, oh. maybe maybe we don't want to put out a movie that is, one, thick political satire, and two... Involves a lot of shooting right after some mass shootings happened. So it was originally meant to come out late September in 2019. It got pushed to middle of March 2020. But joke's on this movie, because around that time is when Plague Times really kicked into high gear. So, uh, yeah, there was quarantine and everything like that. Uh, so, so the movie got fucked over twice with release and eventually just got released digitally uh, after, like, maybe a week in theaters. Oh, good. Uh, had a budget of $14 million, took in Took in 16.2, so not a success, even though it made its budget back. But it did make its budget back, plus a, plus a couple mil. Uh, which only in, well, not only, but, like, significantly in Hollywood does earning over $2 million not equal, like, insane success. Consider that. Like, we we spent a ridiculous amount of money, like, not even a ridiculous amount of money by, by Hollywood standards, but by normie people's standards, $14 million is a ridiculous amount of money. And then we made back all of that money, plus $2.2 million. But in the Hollywood spectrum, that's like a failure. Imagine earning $2.2 million on anything and considering it a failure. Like, that's how weird and fucked up the Hollywood spectrum is. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there was, there was the, the pushback on because of mass shootings, and then there was also the pushback on the political climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and apparently uh, Donald Trump tweeting, because that was a like his favorite pastime was tweeting bullshit uh about the movie which also made people nervous or or studios nervous about it uh what do you say the movie coming out is made in order to inflame and cause chaos <laughs> which like, shut up <laughs> cons- which considering the source is fucking hilarious in a very right? sad way. <laughs> That's why I told you to shut up. Like I couldn't. <laughs> right? Like, and I apologize. I don't want to like get into. Right now, I, can't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into into shit. But at the same time, like, unfortunately, I picked a movie that kind of is tangled up with some shit. So, like, yeah, no, the fact that that was Hunger a Games thing, exists. 
is kind of hilarious. Um, I'm, 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 but I'm just sadly hilarious. Trump is currently in court for the J- January sixth thing, so exactly. I don't really feel exactly. bad about anything in my, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's, um, he's, mm, just I'll just say it. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah. that guy's a Let's fucking just prick. Put it this way, um, fuck that guy since the eighties. For yeah, no, he's putting, always been a prick. He's just gotten for more and more pricky. Eighty thousand dollars of his own money into trying to kill five black men who didn't do jack shit. So screw you. They were like fifteen years old. Go mm. eat and younger. Go eat a dick. He's an idiot, and he has been one for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> I'd agree. No, he was an oompa loompa before. He's still an oompa. Well, he's you know a what? racist piece you of know shit. I don't know if we're letting him have. I don't know if Here's the thing. I can, I can, I can see the comparison to the oompa loompas. I can. However. I'd rather vote for an Oompa Loompa. Like, I like the Oompa Loompas. I was rooting for the Oompa Loompas. Both in the original and the remake, I I liked the Oompa Loompas. They were were kind of... They were sarcastic, mean-spirited little dickbags, but the people they were being dickbags to were, were also, like, kind of dicks. So, like... They they were charming. At the very least, at the very least, original or remake, the Oompa Loompas were charming. So that gives them an edge. Uh, in He's my mind. for Oompa Salt. Yes. Daddy, I want to squirrel. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, this movie had a hell of a lot of problems, like one, like, like that I've mentioned, and then so, so yeah, the the majority of the business this movie did was at was at drive-ins, um, where it made a bit of money, uh, but you know not nearly as much as the studios would have liked, because of course, and also you know even even though there was a resurgence in drive-in popularity. When Plague Years started, um, there just weren't that many drive-ins, quite frankly. Like, the drive-in business model was was already well into a stage of kind of slowly dying. Uh, but th- this strikes me as a type of movie that, like, back in the heyday of drive-ins and grindhouse theaters, this movie would have done bank. Um, but that was not the case, so it didn't do bank even though it made its budget back uh and yeah like hilarious probably most hilariously is that um the director uh craig zobel uh said that he did not make the film in order to create controversy (laughs) um which it's it's a very it, like like it's 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 an interesting movie because it's like it's very deeply and heavily political satire, um, which seems strange to me that you would like go into that without the intent of like or or without the the foreknowledge of being like hey this could cause some controversy you know what I mean, 
Uh, also, this is, uh, at least in my personal tally, yet another instance where Universal Studios um, dumped money into a horror film before then chickening out because it was a horror film and, and uh, tried to distance themselves from the movie. Uh, because this, this has previously happened, to my knowledge, with Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, and has most recently happened again with, again, Rob Zombie's The Munsters film, which apparently the trailer to that movie had such a negative reaction that Universal Studios immediately sold uh, the, the release rights off to Netflix because they were so convinced that it was just going to bomb at the box office that they were just like, fuck it, just Netflix, what do you give us for this? Wow. Um, but but prior to that, like, yeah, Universal Studios was the original producer of House of a Thousand Corpses, and when he finished the movie, Universal Studios had no interest, like, like they were like, no, this is way too dark and fucked up, like, we're, we're not releasing this. So it sat in fucking purgatory on a shelf until Lionsgate picked it up. Like two or three years later. Which is funny to me, considering that Universal Studios is the first studio, like, like it's the original horror movie studio. Like the Universal Monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, the werewolf, the wolfman. That's all That's universal. Yeah. And yet and yet they're so squeamish about horror shit in the modern era. And have been. Like that that just amuses the shit out of me. But also annoys me. Yeah. Uh but to get getting back on track to to the hunt. Um I really enjoy this movie. Uh it's it's goofy. It's surprising goofy. Um, it doesn't really pick a side. Everybody's, every side is kind of an asshole, except for our main, main heroine, who's an absolute badass. And and the, the, I, I recognize that the movie probably has many faults, but the fact that she, her performance and her character is so good makes me forget all about that. I, I absolutely love the main character in this movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I piecemealed together kind of like an opening, opening little introduction monologue thing to this movie. So everybody else can talk about it now (laughs) and I'll chime in whenever. (laughs) You know, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed this one. Like you said, it, it kind of paints everybody's like, everybody kind of sucks in a way like, Mm. um, and it, I, I don't know, it plays into some of the funny stereotypes, like the the super liberal like uh shop owners or whatever <laughs> yeah. oh man that i'm like i'm not even kidding that would be my aunt and uncle if they actually would use a gun like, <laughs> maybe not to you know that or level, nerve gas definitely, or like npr like liberals like to right. a T and like I saw that and I was just like oh man that's that's so funny like, <laughs> so so seeing some of that kind of stuff was uh was also enjoyable but like I don't know it was it was just overall it was 
I don't know, wacky and unique, but like, ah, it was just, I loved it. It was great overall. And yeah, the, the character, like when you say like a bad bitch, like she is a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cigarettes are only six bucket bucks in Arkansas. You fucked up, you bitch. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. No, that... That moment, like, I was, I was kind of, like, the first time, this is the second time I watched it, the first time I watched it, I, I was like, well, you blew Emma Roberts' head off in, like, the first five minutes, so, like, already I'm kind of a fan. Um, so, so I was kind of into it, and then, then, yeah, that moment, like, you fucked up, and her face, like, her facial expression as she's delivering that line. Yeah, that it got most quotable, <laughs> and that's probably mm, that's probably absolutely. a big part for it because, like, yeah, no, it like like her her level of it's such an interesting performance and an interesting character because, like, she's so reserved in so many ways, and yet you can tell that there's history trauma. And, Even before she says and, it. And, and kind of a bit of psychosis there. Like, she's not all there. But she's also very well trained. No, because... Uh, yeah. So once she delivers, like, the she... backstory of, like, yeah, no, I was in the military. And everything like that. Um, she go to jail? At what point no. I, either I felt like she was a prison. Okay, because I think that's before I was. I think I think that's the I think that's the other crystal institution. Yeah, no, no, no I think I that's the backstory like a... to the other crystal. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, she was well, in the no, military. No, I, she was in the military. She was in Afghanistan, and I had yeah. a feeling like before she revealed that that she had been in some sort of institution, and I think my. I, I am thinking prison because my original guess was she was either wrongfully accused of something and had to stay in prison for a while, and that's why she's kind of quiet, but kind of does what needs to be done, or right. what? And then she said military, and I was like, oh, well, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I she... recognize somebody in this movie. Uh, there were a few people that I recognized in this movie, so who did you recognize? So the guy who comes upon the girl in the hole in the first place, sitting on the spike. Oh, I didn't recognize um, him. Who's he from? Or where's he from? He plays, he plays Kevin Pearson in This Is Us, and that's like one of my favorite shows, or was oh, one of okay. my favorite series. And Milo Ventimiglia plays the dad, Jack Pearson, when they mm. were young and, you know, before the whole sad, big sad happens. Um, but my literal reaction was, hey, that's Kevin Pearson. And then <laughs> more quotable stuff. It's my birthday tomorrow. I'm going to eat a little Happy birthday, Godfrey. Come on. And then I went immediately, I went, oh, bye, Kevin. Say hi to Jack for me. <laughs> And then later on, I didn't like his character because they were showing him uh, with, like... Um, oh, he's the big game um, hunter, no. yeah. But it was kind of funny because it kind of tied it back to his character because they called, like, the rhinos are a part of what's called the big seven or the big eight. And um, in This Is Us, the, mm. Jack Milo Ventimiglia calls the 
three triplets, the big three. And so <laughs> kind of like tied it back to the character for me. And you probably wouldn't know unless you watched the show, but I was like, that was cute. <laughs> Fair enough. Like my, my big, uh, like I, I, Hey, I know that motherfucker was, um, well, of course, Dennis from it's always sunny. Yeah. Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Glenn, which I, I love, seeing Glenn Howard like and I feel like he's done a few of these where he just like is kind of a like a minor character in some movie where he's kind of like a dickhead and then he dies mm-hmm. um or at the very least maybe it was just like some weird happenstance but I feel like I watched like I when I first watched this movie I then saw like one or two other movies where Glenn Howerton just randomly showed up in like a cameo role and then promptly died. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I love Glenn Howerton. He's so much fun. Uh, him and um, the lady that is uh, co-running the gas station. I don't know her name. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar because she was, she was, uh, Brother Justin's sister in the HBO series Carnival. Mm. Oh, okay. And I fucking love Carnival, so I immediately spotted her. I and I do not remember the actress's name, unfortunately. But yeah, she's real good. Um, but yeah, like those two are well, and then of course. It, later, on, was, uh, later on, later on, Ethan Supley shows up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was him and talking uh, about I, crisis actors. <laughs> yeah, I, I know about him for my podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Ethan, I like you. Uh, Stop being a dick. <laughs> for me, it was uh, Ike Barinholtz, the like stockbroker guy that goes in there to the to the shop. Uh, oh, that guy! The guy—he's kind of got like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's kind of got the, like the narrow eyes. Yeah, with the like, where he's—he's where he's, he's like, I own guns to protect myself. Yes, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, okay, he's I've seen that guy. I don't know his stuff. name. All right. Yeah, I really yeah, like that. Dude. TV back in the day, and is just kind of like here and there in various uh, comedy stuff. But he's—he's he's pretty enjoyable and stuff I've seen him pop up, and I like him a lot. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed that, and for a minute there, he's the main character. You know, like this, is, like this movie jumps and jumps back and forth between main characters because the main characters keep dying. Yeah, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, "Who who is the main person?" Because we just saw a bunch of people get like eliminated immediately. Right, <laughs> and you know who the main character is as soon as the line you done fucked up bitch comes out like she 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 immediately takes the the main character mantle and does not give it up for the rest of the movie the, the whole box turtle story oh my oh, god oh that was so good cuz it's a familiar story but like she goes into like the dark fucking twisted your, ending your mother told you that <laughs> Because <laughs> the jackrabbit always wins. <laughs> I think my favorite, because it did get most quotable for me, I think my favorite line, though, was, Hey, miss, do you think 
you should be affording <laughs> just because you're a girl. <laughs> well, no, I no. don't. <laughs> Blam. And I he's al- just like, holy shit. <laughs> I also love the moment, like, earlier in that scene where she immediately, where, where right after she blows the first dude's, like, head off. And she's just like, hey, bitch. <laughs> Or, or that's a nice way of looking at it. Hey, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, no, like that whole that whole scene was so good, up to and including like Glenn Howerton's, <laughs> like the whole <laughs> like, and and the back and forth between Glenn Howerton's character and and the other the other guy that I don't know his name, where he's just like, man, don't joke yeah. about AIDS. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the other other part that I love is when uh when they were on the train with the the family and he's and uh Ethan Suppley's character's like, oh they're just like crisis actors right. and eventually the guy's like, I don't think they believe you, Gary. <laughs> right. What the fuck? You I hear this, right? That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like, no, those are real those are real refugees. You know how I know? Because I was implanted with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like the, that the stuff like that that comes up. Like, yeah, no, that oh, dude was great I loved it. too. <laughs> and then the ba- the the background, like the the flashback segment of, of like, where they're going through the the um the the potential participants. Oh in the yeah, hunt. the slideshow. Yeah, yeah, and and they get to the black guy, and they're like, "If we don't have a black guy in this, we're we're gonna this is gonna be problematic." And that guy's like, "I'm playing." I'm from Connecticut, and I'm playing, like, a, a Middle Eastern refugee. Is that not problematic? And they're like, dude, you suggested that. That was your idea. I also, like, way back in the beginning, I'm going to put you back to sleep now. Because <laughs> right? you woke up before you were supposed to. Stab! <laughs> it does have the entire wraparound with the caviar on the plane. Of Glenn Howerton being a dick to the to the uh, flight attendant, and then at the end, the uh, the uh, crystal is like, "Is like you ever had this? Like by all means, sit down and enjoy yourself." While she's drinking like the, the right. super rare champagne, right? <laughs> and she just yeah. chugs it. Yeah, I love her whole. I love her in the house too when. I get, I'm just gonna call her because that's what's her name? That's um I Hillary Swank. Even, okay, I always get her mixed up with Jennifer Gardner and I know they're not the same. I can person, see that the facial features are the I same. I can see that. When Hillary Swank goes on that whole tirade and you just sound oh. like a mad woman and she's like, Alright, now do we have to keep listening to Beethoven or can we get on with it? And then they start fighting. Right. And then at the end she's like it's fucking great when she drinks the champagne. I no, love that her. whole she was great. That whole final show, like first of all, yeah, the whole um, uh, what was it? The grilled cheese sandwich monologue. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt your grilled cheese story because it was it was really nice, <laughs> but uh, you got the wrong woman. <laughs> like that that whole and interaction that- was, and, and like I love that fight. Like I I personally really enjoy really 
brutal, bloody, knockdown, drag out chick fights. Because again, this, this I mean, it feels it, it feel it feels like that like, like that that used to not be a thing. Like you weren't allowed to do that, right? Like if if a chick was in a fight, like you, you you had to keep it keep it pretty, you know, or or you couldn't go. You could only go yeah. up to a certain point. So like two women fighting brutally and bloodily, where where they get fucked up. Like I really appreciate that. Um. Also, the fight was just so great. <laughs> like, like, I particularly oh, yeah. love the moment where, where like, one, where they both just communally decide, like, they both need just, like, a minute to catch their breath. Mm-hmm. And then a moment later, like, like um, Crystal's about to throw Hillary Swank's character through another glass window. <laughs> she just like, glass, glass, glass. Can we, can we not do any more glass, please? <laughs> so, like, they're fighting to the death, but they're also, like, kind of communally in agreement that, like, maybe, like, alright, like, maybe we, we don't need to do this. Because this mm-hmm. sucks for both of us, so, like, alright, fair enough. I'll open the door instead of smashing you through it. Like like that little bits of character throughout the, the brutal knockdown drag out fight to the death I, I particularly enjoyed. I'm really glad they didn't kill the dog. And the dog They did not. She took the dog. Life. Yeah, she took she's yeah. she's like, I'm just I'm taking the dog I'm taking your I'm taking your champagne, I'm taking your dog, I'm taking your plane. Fuck you, bitch. The I'm the and, jackrabbit. And sharing the caviar with the uh with the staff. Yeah. Right. Because she's the jackrabbit. She gets to do it. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say though, like, and this is the first time that it's ever happened that do- does the dog die disappoint me. They didn't warn me about the uh, rhino shot, <laughs> but uh, everything else they warned me about. I was glad because I, as soon as I saw the pig, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Let me go look. Killed Orwell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the pig. It was oh, so Orwell. cute. It's a little dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I real like this is one of those thing instances where I'm like objectively us is like the far superior film. Like us is like a masterpiece, but like the hunt just like i just enjoy watching it Mm. (laughs) like it's for sure like it may not be a masterpiece but my god is it a fun watch um it reminded me of kill bill but a little bit yeah i can see that the motive for her being such a um the motive for her versus the motive for uh for uma Right. Very different, but still reminiscent right. of each other. They're on a mission to survive. Right. Yeah. Uh, killing time, because I think that's in the back. Or am I wrong? Oh, you're here. Okay, I'm sorry. I heard the fan, and I thought... Well, okay. Well, in that case, what, what, did, you, what did you think? Because I feel like you haven't said anything about the movie. Um, I... I think I was like a little biased because I had just seen um Us. No, I can't remember. No. Rosemary's baby? No, it was little the monsters? movie we did. 
It was the movie that we did together uh, with the killer weddings. Not, not. Oh, ready or not? Yeah, I had just seen oh, that. Okay. And it was a big. It was a big commentary also on like the class war. Right. And I just, I think at that point, like, I think I just honestly, I'm just like, uh, uh, Samara. We may, I'm just like, nah, oh, nothing yeah. can tie. She wasn't in this. It's still not good enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair I don't enough. know. I don't know. Like, I think it was just, it didn't, like, it did it, but it was also, it was. It was too similar, too soon, too close together. That you yeah, I think so. I think I gotta give it another watch, like, in a couple months to where it's not, like, so close. But, like, mm. I can see what, like, she was badass. I can see the moments that were great i think it's just also at a time where i'm just i i'm aware of the class <clears throat> war oh god am i aware I mean, of the class war? yeah no I, I feel like probably we all are at this point yeah it's, and it's I, come I, I to the it, forefront although this was less class war and more just like political satire and both sides are assholes. Yeah, I think I think that was which I is what I appreciate. Tired. Yeah, and I think I'm just I'm I'm. Oh, I respect that. Yeah, man. I think I'm just I get every everybody sucks. I fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I get it. Like I I I I think it's um. Like I didn't have an issue. Like there, that that's the thing. I think I just need to watch it again at a different right. time. Like that's more or less it. Because I don't think I disliked the movie. I just disliked. You just weren't into it. Yeah, I just yeah. wasn't into it this time around. Honestly, like I'm just like ah, like I can see how I will appreciate this in like maybe a year when I've got a big cushy couch to sit on. And I'm cozy. Is definitely. I feel like it's definitely the sort of movie that. Where if you just like 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 because I think like a lot of the stuff that I enjoy about it is just like the stuff remote. It, it's a weird like counterbalance to us where the social commentary is so well done and so layered and so unnecessary. Like where you can appreciate it, you can appreciate the film even if you don't engage with the social commentary. Whereas this one, the social commentary is like really shoved in your face, like it, it's it's abundant, but which could be annoying, except for the fact that they don't really really pick sides. At least to me, like they don't they don't pick sides. It's just a satire of everybody on either side of the extreme spectrum, and the stereotypes on those those sides of the spectrum. Um, and, and the only character that has any kind of l really redeemable, likable qualities is the one you know the least about in, in regards to, you know, political beliefs or stances. Like, she, she, she's just, she's just a lady who wound up in the wrong place and said, mm -hmm. fuck it, I'm well trained, I'm gonna survive. Like, that's it. Which which I think is a, a strong credit to the film, but if you're if you're sick of any degree of that 
kind of more heavy-handed um, commentary, I could see not having... Or having a harder time engaging with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I can definitely see that. But, um... I so I will like the it was very satisfying at the end to watch her just kind of like cauterize herself. Oh right, because she gets fucking, the torch. Yeah, yeah, cauterize herself. Fucking takes the, like like kind of takes the dog, gets on the plane, goes like right. just fucking badass. Like that's why it got favorite kill for me. Oh. Um, it did. Yeah, and so any yeah. any particular one? Yeah, where she freaking stabbed her at the end. Okay, so the Hillary Swank death. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why. Oh God, she looks so familiar. I just couldn't place it. Right. Like, who the heck are you? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> no. So like at the end when she got when she got stabbed, like that was probably just because it was so satisfying. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> She fucking deserved it. <laughs> I mean, they're all assholes, but she fucking deserved it. Right. And and at least the dog was okay. Yeah, the dog was good. Dog was good. Dog dog got to go on a plane ride, probably yeah. for the second time. Because <laughs> <laughs> presumably the dog was there on the flight in. We just didn't see the dog. Or if we did, I, I missed it. Or she was with Hillary, and we yeah. didn't have Hillary on the plane the first time. No, we, I mean, we, we totally probably... did. She, she's the one did who, we? Yeah, she's the one who jams the stiletto into the dude who wakes up's eye. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. her. Because, uh, because for, like, the first huge chunk of the movie, anytime we see her, it's always from behind. For some reason, her face... Mm -hmm is kept in secret for the majority of the movie, and I don't exactly know why. <laughs> like, it's kind of goofy, because it's yeah. like, it's like maybe to hide the fact that it's Hillary Swank, but, like, we can read IMDb pages, so we, like, I'm pretty sure I knew Hillary Swank was in this movie more than I knew any other, like, like, I remember when I watched I was just like, yeah, Hillary Swank is in this movie. Like, I knew that. I was surprised by Ethan Supley showing up. I was like, oh, fuck, he's in this movie? Um, so, like, it, it is kind of odd that they keep her face hidden for, like, the vast majority of the film. <laughs> Until you get to the flashback scene where you find out why this is happening. Uh... Yeah, no, and and also on top of that, like as far as like I I enjoy I in in my action, um, in the in the realm of action films, I very much enjoy the John McClane character archetype, where it's just kind of like an average ish person that over the course of the film reaches a point of, like, almost dying and is completely fucked up by the end of it. 
Like you give me an action film where the where the hero is like in perfect physical condition by the end of it, I'm fucking bored. Yeah. But 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 an action an action hero that like yeah, no, they they could feasibly get hurt and die before the end of the movie and they're like all fucked up by the end of it. Like I love that. Like that to me, like that's the relatable side to me. Where it's just like, yeah, no, they 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 weren't overpowered to the point that everything was a breeze. They were just powered enough that they were able to fucking survive, but they took some blows along the way. And they all fucked up right. now. Like I appreciate that. I think that's exactly where I was relating to her to um I can't remember Uma's character. Uh I believe Uma's character and that was literally just called the bride. Was she really? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I should I feel question like, that because uh, I was, feel like, yeah. I, I think she had like character in in like the assassin team she had, she had like a, a name too, which was like a deadly snake. I can't remember which one it was, but like overall I believe her character was just referred to as the bride. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess again, exactly what you were talking about is what connects those two for me. Yeah. Yeah, because she gets fucked up. Because that's exactly it. Like, she has to struggle. She has to take damage. (laughs) She has a freaking, um, uh, meat cutter in her freaking side, in her solar plexus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she's still fighting. I was like, ow. Like, and then, and then uses it. And then uses it to win the fight. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> where she's just like I know what I can use the thing jammed into my gut right now <laughs> fuck you <laughs> it kind of dissociate like she, she feels the it was really cool to watch because it's almost like um, and, and I'm going to relate to this because I martial arts was my thing when I was younger right um, but basically like you learn to it's not it's not a dissociation you you let yourself feel the pain right and you cry out but then that's the only part of it you let yourself feel and then you push through what you're gonna do next like because that's how you train a makawari board you feel it and it hurts but eventually that's that hurt is gonna callous over and you can continue on like yeah you become strength it almost seems fantastical, but it's something that, like, okay, she's a soldier. She's going to be able to do that. You're trained to do that. You're trained to, like, like with a police person, they will spray you in the face with pepper spray just so you know how it feels. And also, if they ever get a hold of your pepper spray, this is how it feels. <laughs> right, so get right. through it. Get yeah. through it. Because after a while, you're going to become immune to that sort of pain, just like a tattoo. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, she was really badass. I liked her. She... <laughs> also, Betty Gilpin is the actress. I feel the need to shout that out. Is Betty Gilpin? Betty Gilpin. Fuck it. I I I've, I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything else, but I've seen her in this, and I absolutely fucking loved her in this. So, kudos, Betty Gilpin. Well fucking done. 
I want, I want, like, I would take, I would take, like, a pseudo-sequel just following that character around. Like, I want to see more of that character. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, I got, yeah, favorite kill. Just because, overall, I just, I just enjoyed the kills in this. <laughs> um, weirdly, and, and I feel like this was a struggle for me, was figuring out comfiest movie but weirdly this was the comfiest movie uh just because it's it, it was between this one and rosemary's baby and to be fair like if rosemary's baby got it it would have been for like negative reasons those being that rosemary of all the four movies we watched this month rosemary's baby is the most likely to put me to sleep <laughs> and i felt i felt like that was that was mean-spirited and unfair but in in the other side of uh in the other side of the spectrum of comfy like this one was the most comfy for me uh most quotable because like you done fucked up bitch <laughs> was like that alone like that, the whole line that that like like I have such a vivid um memory of like like even the first time I saw it like that moment was so vividly just emblazoned in my mind yeah, <laughs> um, so good. as an endless source of, of entertainment Pippen. yeah <laughs> Where, where, like, and even when I picked it and I was, I was waiting to, like, rewatch it, I was, like, that was the one moment that was, like, replaying in my mind that made me so happy <laughs> that I was looking forward to rewatching. So, yeah, most quotable. Uh, sleeper hit, because I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy it or not, but I, I really loved it. Uh, special effects. Um... I think special effects was a tough one for me. And I think I just went with, like... Yeah, the gore effects in this were good. Uh, and then most entertaining, because I was, I was hugely entertained by this movie. But that was the picks for me. It only got most quotable for me. Yeah. Even though I love this movie. <laughs> Uh, for me, it got favorite story. Uh, it was the sleeper hit. I guess when I saw it, I didn't expect uh, too much, at least the first time, but I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Mm. Uh, and that's actually the only two it got for me. My categories were kind of varied this month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and, and yeah, Neff, I think you already covered yours. Yep. You only gave it favorite kill. All right, holy shit, we're at the end, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ranked, yeah. Okay, so now we do ranked, and then our custom category, which is baddest bitch. Uh, so ranked for me, uh, number one, us. Uh, number two, The Hunt. Number three, Rosemary's Baby. Number four, Little Monsters. And then baddest bitch for me was uh, number one, The Hunt. Uh, number two, us. Number three, little monsters, followed by Rose baby. Uh, Nephi. Uh, so number one, 
uh, for ranked movies, uh, for me, it was Rosemary's Baby. Um, I'm probably going to watch it again and some of that nostalgia of just the fascination of the 60s is, is going to wear off, I bet you. I guarantee you. But Personally, uh, I hope not. I hope you continue to enjoy the movie. Personally speaking, like, 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 I, I hope you rewatch it, and you're like, you're like, you know what? No, I really love this movie. <laughs> um, uh, two was us. Uh, three was Little Monsters, and the hunt was four. And like I said, I need to give it a second. That <laughs> was not fair to it at all. Like, I can see how it would have been good, but I'm just like, I'm just not in the mood for this. It's a very um, different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Baddest bitch, though. The hunt did get the baddest bitch. I'm sorry. You cauterize your own wound. And you get <laughs> plane. You, yeah, you get to be baddest bitch. Um, Us was the second one. Uh, Little Monsters. And then Rosemary's Bebe. 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 <laughs> uh, fish. So, it, for ranked, it went Us, Little Monsters, The Hunt, and Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, baddest Bitch went Little Monsters, Us, The Hunt, and Rosemary's Baby. I uh, think I wrote Rosemary Woodhouse at the end because I was just... You did. That's how vehemently I felt. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 did, but I changed it over to Rosemary's Baby because like, I just put the name of the goddamn movie to make it easier for me to keep track of. I also think I was writing down her name for something, and I just happened to write the movie or Baddest oh, Bitch. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, cattle. Uh, yeah. So ranked movies for me was The Hunt, Us, Little Monsters, and Rosemary's Baby. And Baddest Bitch category was exactly the same for me. <laughs> it just, was. They just kind of followed along with like how I felt about it. So. Yeah. It worked out well. You just, you just, you just copy and paste, and motherfucker, you cheap oh, ass motherfucker. Oh yeah, you got me. <laughs> I got you. Were just like, I can't it, be bothered the with this 10 shit. Ten minutes I spend on the spreadsheet, I only <laughs> spent eight minutes. Yeah, uh, two minutes. That, that, I mean, mm. shit, man, you can do a lot with two minutes. <laughs> Boil oh, you egg. have no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, dirty. Close throat beer was for never. <clears throat> yeah <laughs> I'm sure he probably felt that <laughs> yeah. he ain't even here he knows I know uh, alright so base scores uh, Rosemary's Baby had a kill count of one two, two prominent characters die in Rosemary's Baby but we only see the corpse of one of them so I only counted the one nudity count of four drug count of one there was an instance in the the party with the age appropriate friends where you see a dude token on a joint. That's what that came from. Uh, alcohol count of fourteen. A lot of drinking going on in Rosemary's Baby. Sex count is zero because uh, I don't count rape. Nope. E- even if the rapist is Satan, I don't count that as a sex count. That's yeah. Right. Little Monster. Oh, wait. So so Rosemary's Baby's uh, base score, 20. Little Monsters. Kill count of 6. Nudity count of 1. Drug count of 1. Alcohol count of 3. 
Sex count of three. Two of those instances being masturbation, which I do count. Um, <laughs> I, pre- I like going back to it and things like positive things to, for me to say about Little Monsters. I did really enjoy the segment where he's jerking off to the photo oh, of yeah. Lupita. And then he puts it back, and it's just a children's class photo. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> that that got a chuckle out hands. of me. I was like, yeah. oh, dear. All right, so Little Monsters base score of 14. Us. Um, I will start with the alcohol count, which was one. It had zero sex count, zero drug count, zero nudity count. The kill count on us... From my tally, 42. Ooh. There was, we'll, we'll take into consideration, there was at least, there, there was a family of four murdered, times two. There was another family of four murdered, times one. And then there was a staggering amount of corpses just lying on the, on the ground. Like, there were yeah. a lot yeah. of dead bodies just kind of on the ground. Um, I, I was actually kind of, in, uh, like, surprised as I was, like, counting them up. I was like, fuck, there's a lot of dead people in this movie. More than I would have, you know, guessed. So, so yeah, Us's base score, 43. Uh, and The Hunt had a kill count of 22. And an, and an alcohol count of two. Two, two sippages of the, of the booze a haul for a, a base score of 24. So, so base score-wise, us wins with 43. But those, those points don't matter. The points that matter. Fourth place. With a score of 49. Rosemary's Bebe. Third place with a score of nine to three. Little monsters. And in first place with a score of one thirty seven. Us. Congratulations, Fish. The hunt coming in at second. The hunt coming in at second with 104 points. It was neck and neck between us for for a minute there, but us us jumped ahead to 137. I have a feeling what you might pick. Also, for anyone listening, yeah, we're skipping next month, the month of August. We're gonna be back in September. So. The category and the movies we're about to discuss will will be be present in September. Um, First of all, I'd like to thank the Academy <laughs> and the Kettle. I'm coming back for my title. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't care. Keep it. <laughs> this is just this time, this time it's personal. <laughs> but yes, congratulations, Fish. What shall what theme shall we be shall be guiding our movie choices for September? Bruce Campbell. What the fuck you fucked me? <laughs> Wait, what? 
You fucked me. I didn't mean to. What? You want a Bruce? Well, no, no, it's fine. It's just hilarious because, like, the last two months that you haven't been present. Oh, also, welcome back, by the way. You oh, haven't, yeah. you haven't, you haven't been here for the last two months. Welcome back. No, I haven't. Um, I've gone crazy. But Love um, that. but uh, the last two months where I was where I, where I checked in with you to be like, if you win, what category do you want? You were like Vincent Price both months. I so I was like, I know. I was like, oh, once I saw you won, I was like, it's probably gonna be Vincent Price. So let me go look at Vincent Price movies. <laughs> Fair show, enough. And I kind of got really into Bruce Campbell again, even though I was into him before. <laughs> he's just pretty, and he's an amazing actor, and I want to see more of him. Fair enough. All right, so so that, so September is going to be Bruce Campbell month. I'm not complaining. I love Bruce Campbell. No, you scared me. You scared me because I thought you wanted to pick him for like a special month or something, and I was no, like, oh, no, shit, no, no, no. Take it. I was something. <laughs> I was just, I was just so convinced that you were going to be like, oh well, yeah, Vincent Price, and, I, and then you're like Bruce Campbell, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's that's not the actor that I was anticipating. Uh, can I ask a question? Is Bubba Hotep a, a considered a horror movie? Absolutely, yes. That's the one that I picked because I saw that a long time ago with like my first boyfriend in college because he was right. really into um uh Bruce Campbell and I was <laughs> like <laughs> okay and I watched it and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So I will I will I'm I will Hotep. All right. And I will allow everybody else to pick before I pick. Uh I guess I'll continue with kind of what we did a while back and go Evil Dead 2, because we did Evil Dead 1 like a long time ago, didn't we? So, we, we did indeed. We so did indeed. might as well. <laughs> Ooh. Alright. Also because I'm a, such a casual, I'm like, I don't know much of what else he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, Evil Dead 2 is a solid pick. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm doing. What are you doing? Sundown, the Vampire in Retreat. Ooh, I ain't, I ain't never even seen that one before. That's a new Bruce Campbell pick for me. I'm excited. It's got David Carradine, Morgan Brittany, Bruce Campbell, and Jim Metzler in it. Alright. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. Because I, I ain't never seen that before. Okay, I have a potential pick, but I need everyone else to yay or nay it. Because okay. it's questionable whether or not it's... Like, like I know my very broad-spectrum umbrella would include it, but I don't know if everyone else's uh, would include it as a horror film. Uh, I, I kind of really want to do Congo. Wait, no, I won't do Congo, because he's barely in that movie. I'm sorry, no, strike that, strike it. Okay. I, I just remembered that he is barely in... Like, one, it's barely a horror movie at all. And secondarily, he's barely in the movie. And I already did that with Robert England month. I picked a movie where he just had a very small role, so I, I, I want a bigger 
We have I a Tim Curry on our list. I haven't seen it. It's not on the <laughs> list, but but Tim Curry month could be a thing. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, we should put him in there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure too. He's done a lot of horror. Yeah. Horror mystery, too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I only said that because I looked at Congo and Tim Curry's. Like, yeah, Tim Curry also that. in Congo. Mo- mostly, I, it was just like a matter of like, oh shit, that's right, Bruce Campbell's in Congo. Fuck me, I really want to rewatch Congo. I guess Congo could count. And then I was like, you know what? No, he's barely in the fucking movie. Like, that's not... That's not fairly representative of Bruce Campbell. And he, he's got so many... Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Here we go. <clears throat> My choice is 2007's My Name is Bruce. Is that horror? It is horror. It's horror comedy. It's it's the horror comedy where Bruce Campbell plays himself and has to uh engage in 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 a fight with wait hold on uh he's forced to fight a real monster in a small Oregon town uh I I believe he, the the monster he has to fight is like the Chinese god of bean curd <laughs> If I remember correctly, but yeah, no, we're we're if we're doing Bruce Campbell month, we got to do my name is Bruce. Like we we have to. That killed me. <laughs> I love him. Oh, I love him. <sighs> and I'm ashamed so of myself silly. for forgetting that my name is Bruce is a is is a movie. I I forgot about it, and I'm sad and ashamed that I did. Well, so, so there we go. Uh, September, Bruce Campbell month, with Evil Dead Two. Um, uh, sun, Sundown, the Vampire and Retreat. That's that's the one. Uh, yep, that's the one I'm doing. Bubba Hotep, and my name is Bruce. Yay! I'm gonna watch a bunch of Bruce Campbell stuff. Heck yeah, you're welcome. Custom category, <laughs> biggest chin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it'll be a four-way tie. <laughs> In what Use movie chin. is his chin the most chin? No, 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 no. The custom category for Bruce Campbell month has to be grooviest movie. Mm. There you go. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Groovy. Yeah, so there we go. Alright, well, I've remember like the last two episodes where i was like i have to really write an outro i didn't write a monologue again for this month so i don't have an outro but thank you for listening if you listened if you didn't listen you'll never hear this yeah and and if you didn't listen you'll never hear this so fuck you you're a piece of shit and i fucking hate you wow they'll never hear it (laughs) Um, but until two months from now, uh, I guess I'll see you later. Or we'll see you later. (laughs) Goodbye, world. (laughs) Whoa, that's, that's shockingly dark in the context of, like, where Hello World came from. Like, that's, 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 that's that's like what the AI tells you right before they launch the nukes. (laughs) 
Like, what I would mean to tell you guys I'm actually Skynet. Yeah, I mean, this, ex <laughs> no. this explains whoa, why whoa, whoa, whoa. you're the only person whoa. who's ever seen Never. Like, whoa. to mm. our knowledge. Whoa. Okay, so if you're Skynet, if mm. I work with you, can I live? Yeah. Sure. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, robot overlord. <laughs> yeah, Take no, I'm. I'm down with praising the robot. Can can I like if with the robot overlords? Can I just like you know run virus scan on you every like month or two and then just watch movies? Uh, just take me out. <laughs> well, just take me out. I don't want to take her my life. Just take, to, just take go. her out. I'll, I'll beg. I'll listen. I'll beg. Hi, I'm begging. I'm just, I am proud. I'm Negotiating is a fancy bag. It's begging with money. <laughs> it's begging with extra steps. I mean, I'm well, that's just the end. Overlords are gonna be nicer than my current overlords, so. That also seems likely. Yeah. Hail the robot overlords. Hail Let's the go. Overlords. And also, apparently, goodbye world. <laughs> 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 